Beneath the quiet fishing town of Otari, something sinister has awoken. The sorceress Belcora Harovex, destroyed nearly 500 years ago by the Rose Guard, has returned. Her spirit will not rest until it finishes what she started so long ago. The destruction of Absalom, and with it, Otari. A band of heroes have united to answer the call, delving beneath the mysterious lighthouse known as the Gauntlet. Together, they discovered a dungeon that Belcora called the Abomination Vaults, originating from a site where their outer goddess Nimbaloth once brushed against this world. During their adventures, the heroes have managed to dispatch cults dedicated to the Ghost Queen, the self-appointed guardian of the lighthouse named Volok, a flesh warper conducting strange experiments in his laboratory named Jafaki, and most recently, a contract devil named Yurevian, general to Belcora's armies, now sent back to the Nine Hells. With the pathway cleared, the heroes of Atari must take up their weapons one last time, descend down into the lowest levels of the Abomination Vaults, and face off against Belcora once and for all, hoping to find a way to put an end to her vengeful quest. Will the heroes succeed in their task, or will they like so many before them, finally succumb to the eyes of empty death. So, with the sun once again touching your skin, you almost forgot what warmth felt like. Spending multiple days deep underground, your eyes scream in protest as they adjust to the bright light. You have all returned to the town of Otari, which is busy at work in its midday routines. Trees are being sawed at the mills and floated down into the water where crews gather and load the timber onto the waiting ships. And as you move down into town, you see signs posted all over reminding you the election is only two days away. It seemed like so long ago that the election was in full swing. And now, with only two days to go until the election is finalized, your mind flitters back to the past month and all the crazy times that have been had. And it all started with one woman, Rin Savinsky, and her pulling all of you together. And it's led to a wild story full of adventure that is shortly about to meet its climax. And if you want more information on that story, go watch the other like 37 episodes we've done because there's a whole lot of story there. <laughs> Adventurers, heroes of Otari, this is presumably your last surface visit before your final showdown with Belcora. Feel free to use this time to outfit, your, outfit yourselves properly, set your affairs in order mm -hmm. before we head down 
into what you know is referred to by Belcora as the Gate of Nimbaloth and what secrets hide behind there. So players, the I mean the floor, the game, everything is is yours. What would you like to do? Uh, Clovis had stepped in and got the staff of greater healing from from the the store that's four days away or two days away. Oh, we're not. Well, yeah. So so we've done a little bit of prep work off screen shopping to minimize the time we're going to spend here. But you guys had talked about going to Absalom, right? Absalom is this big city. It's two days away. It's kind of been Belcora's focus, right? She was banished from there as a child. And in her rage, she has wanted nothing more than to raise and destroy this huge city. But most of you, I don't know if any of you have ever actually been there. Uh, Clovis has. And so I know you guys had talked about as players about presumably wanting to go to Absalom. Yep. Maybe uh, after the election. All right. So we're still making our way there. Yep. Gotcha. Maybe. Vote for how. Mukta would like to uh, see what potions are available. Okay. Aurelia, I'll, I'll activate this. Aurelia has, you know, her shop and she's been one of the main potion suppliers. Uh, you know, the Dawnflower Library has like healing potions and stuff. But Aurelia has really been your your go-to contact for, for potions in general. Here in Otari, right? Now, of course, in Absalom, everything that you could possibly want is available. So we never really cover this that much. Um, in in Pathfinder, settlements and towns have levels, just like players and NPCs do. And those levels dictate what kind of items you can find, right? So Otari is like a level 4 or 5 settlement, which means you can pretty much find items up to level 4 or 5. Beyond that, it's a little harder. It does have a special caveat, which is to say... Because it caters to adventurers, Otari carries consumable items all the way up to level 10. But you guys, being level 10 now, have kind of grown out of the sort of goods and services that Otari can provide you. And so that's why you have to go to other places to sort of find things like Absalom. Which, being two days away and being a level 20 settlement, has access to, no joke, everything in the game. (laughs) And if, right. if you guys have looked at the thousands of items that are available, whew, there's a lot of items in Pathfinder. Would Atari have any dark vision potions? Um, you guys had mentioned that last time to Aurelia, and Aurelia has been hard at work making some. So yes, Aurelia's shop, which is inside the Rowdy Rockfish, does contain dark vision potions. Yeah, I'm going to buy some potions off of her. So, I mean, it sounded like you guys had talked about the election, right? This election has been a kind of a focus on you guys since you first learned about it. Mukta has been sort of positioning Hal to become the new mayor over time, going up against the current leader, the current mayor, um, Osef Menhems. And... You guys had this plan, right? If you guys could save the town before the election, then presumably it would help kind of 
give you guys the boost you need to push hell over the top seems like given the timetables and and the the breaks and stuff and the amount of time it's taking you guys to do stuff maybe you haven't completely defeated belcora yet but that doesn't mean you the town doesn't love you right there's whispers on on the the road that like hal has been you know up and coming people actually without him actively getting up on stage and campaigning much if at all People tend to have this sort of writing campaign going in his favor. And oddly, as you guys get back to town and kind of feel around, it sounds like over the last four days or so, Osef has like not been campaigning. Like Osef kind of spends his whole life campaigning. He hasn't been campaigning very much. As we like get out of the, the gauntlet, uh, before heading into town, I, I'm going to ask the group, I, how to you especially, I know that we're all bloody and grimy and dirty, but I was wondering if maybe just today we could skip the bath and then, I don't know, walk through the, the market. I Walk through the market with all these battle remnants on our skin so that just so that they know how about i how about i take the bath you guys walk around all dirty and smelly and i can say i was the z leader and you guys followed my orders and i would kept you know safe at a distance and you i i conducted the battle so well you guys came back alive but uh that all that blood and stuff is off of like our enemies which is definitely true. I mean, without you, like, a lot of us wouldn't have any healing. But, I mean, while we're walking around, I, I was thinking maybe you could point out that, you know, like, the gunk on Mukta... No, not Mukta. On Clovis's clothes, or maybe from the dragon, or this string that's hanging from my armor at the moment could also be from the armor. I think that'd be cool. And maybe, uh, Nulara, you carry the bundle of dragon scales. Or, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoulder. Right. Should we pick a time? Because I think I'm not sure what time it is at the moment as we walk out of the gauntlet. But should we Let wait me look until... up to the sky and ask, where do we see the sun? <laughs> it's it's solid midday. Probably oh, pushing perfect. like a few hours before sunset, maybe like three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, there's a lot of people on the market uh, on Main Street uh, <laughs> right now. We could definitely do that. Maybe to, you know, compensate for the absence that you've had in your campaign. So wait, only Hal can take a bath? Is that right? I don't know. I feel comfortable at right now walking around with all these dragon gunk on me. But if we have the scales, I mean, it's not like we purchased the scales here, right? I don't know. I mean, it could be the music that's playing in my head. But I feel surprisingly like heroic <laughs> and confident as well. I feel that it would be a little, um, as the young ones would say, badass to walk around with all these going on. She's, she's hearing music. Clovis, I thought you said you healed her. Thought I did. She does have the book of Nimbaloth. Don't you feel it? It's it. so inspiring. The horns. It's just so. Did you touch the book? What? No. You sure? Did you yes. eat any of Clovis's mushrooms? 
I didn't even know there were mushrooms. Oh, yeah. They're good. <laughs> they were good. No, actually, grow on there's, a, there's actually growing mushrooms yeah. off of Clovis. <laughs> and Mushi. No, I didn't pick anything from his body. <laughs> I thought uh, that was uh, Mushi's surname, or formal name, given name, Mushroom, and you just called him Mushi for short. Oh. No? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. It's canon now. <laughs> Obviously, he's been in, he's been eating his own supply, so he's a bit confused. Uh, that could probably explain, like. I mean, we're going to have to walk into town to the baths. Maybe we just take a little bit longer out. Yeah, onto the market, right? Where, where most of the people would be. Oh, I could be the mascot. I don't care. I just want them to know, since we haven't really defeated Bokore yet, that we're at least doing something. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm taking uh, Zabas because I I can't even tell that I smell so bad. And um, you don't you look the same, Mukta. But Nulara, that, that's uh, you look pretty bad. And if I'm even half yeah. as bad as you, then that's pretty terrible. I was pretty far from the dragon most of the time. I got to, I mean, the, I have this bit of mud from on me still from you know but uh you guys got pretty close to that dragon <laughs> i feel amazing yeah so like as you sort of take this victory lap like you guys haven't made a name for yourselves here in recent days everywhere you guys kind of come in people point whisper looking you guys look battle scarred most of you look fairly battle scarred you're carrying openly right you, you said you're carrying openly the dragon scales yeah it's on my shoulder <laughs> and and all it does is sort of build up that like mystery and allure that you guys have been going to for so far uh i think actually even one person one sort of like teenage kid is brave enough to step out and say Ex excuse me is that a dragon did you fight a dragon Yes, I did. And these, and these guys helped me. Well, actually, I directed them. That's why they look so battle-worn and, and hardy after fear, the fight. But Fear not, works. young one. Our illustrious leader, Hal, has led us in victory over the hidden danger that was sleeping right under your feet. The black, black dragon, Ravenex, who was preparing to ravage all of Otari. But Hal has kept you safe, and I, I'll toss him a gold coin. You tell all your friends. <laughs> and for a voting age. And Menhems <laughs> is the one that 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 hired you to do this, right? No, oh, it's a good thing no. Menhems is here. Oh. Didn't you hear? Somebody else is uh, telling Menhems what to do, and he's just uh, somebody's puppet that is walking around doing these things. But it's actually somebody else. Wink. <laughs> so while we're going around, I'm uh -huh. also going to uh, attempt to sow a rumor. Okay, let's do it. I think this is a good good chance to sow the rumor. Oh, yeah. uh, does Hal have that feat as well? I did it the last time we were in town. Yeah. Oh, that's right, you did. Nice. All right, let's sow some rumors right now. Come on. So one thing I'm going to attempt to uh, kind of get out there is that... Ben Hems was actually secretly goading Rajani 
for years and then set us both against each other to try to have us both eliminated so that though there would be no competition for his tyranny wow going all out going for the throat man all right uh let's see and if the roll is low i'm using my hero point <laughs> well <laughs> that would be a mukta thing to do so let me just look up because it's been a you while you make a secret deception check for me so it's a, so it's a secret deception check yes i guess uh, i can roll it yeah you can roll it secret that's fine you guys are all level 10 now how implausible is this rumor? It's not entirely unfounded. I mean, the town knows of the animosity between Rajani and Menems. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to set the DC for this rumor to really, like, set at 28. All right. I don't even know what, what Mukta's deception is. Wait, is deception's not a thing, right? It is. Is it? Oh, it is. It is. It is it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a Pathfinder thing. All right. Then is that DC correct then? I feel like I set the DC way too high then. I'm look. I'm looking at the DC by level, right? DC by level is 27. No, I guess it's it's reasonable. Okay. Okay. So, are you gonna roll right. a secret secret check for Mukta? It's hard to like. Uh, What's your plus on that? Six, 16. Do I need so, to use a hit a point? I would say that based on your dice roll, which you have not seen the results for, and we get into the situation again where you have a hero point to spend on a secret roll that you don't know the results for, I'm going to say, yes, you probably want to use a hero point. All right. Should I change my dice Man. as well? Sunday, Sunday already. No, I'm not going to change the dice Sunday's yet. not starting. All right, re-roll, but not changing the dice. Wow. You didn't re-roll it as a secret. No, I forgot. But uh, but you didn't get that much worse than your uh, than your original roll, which was a four on the dice for 20, oh. and you got a two on the dice for Jeez. 18. <laughs> so, Amazing. So 18 is actually a base on the DC. I set critical a critical failure. failure. <laughs> Which means you're unable to spread the rumor and you take a minus four circumstance penalty to sowing the rumors for one week, which is going to lead up to the election. And so, essentially, at this point, despite the fact that there being a lot of truce in what you're saying, to an extent, sort of, people just don't buy it from you, Mukta. And now they're kind of, like, not trusting anything it actually gives a little bit of a boost to menhem's image and kind of makes you guys look bad i guess it doesn't they don't know it's coming from you but yeah they think there's just a hit job out there on their their illustrious menhems cool cool glad i took that feat uh, <laughs> yeah yeah well, you just messed up my critical success from, yeah, that's why a hero point should just be an automatic success. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, I see what you're saying. Because there was that alternate rule where it adds plus point. 10 to your roll, but I guess that would have been enough to push yeah. over the top. Mm -hmm. The plan here is to spend the next few days leading up into the election and staying here through the election and then figuring out what to do next. So you have essentially two days of downtime to help your chances, right? 
the rumor's not taking off. That doesn't mean you guys don't have any more chances to help. What do you guys think you would like to do? I don't want to like spend like it's going to be kind of like a montage fast forward thing. But what else would you guys like to do during these few days? Oh, Hal's going to get some flowers and take them to Doriana and uh, like hand them to her and say, uh, I'm not sure if you heard, but uh, some people are writing me in for the, the mayor's job. I'm not sure how you feel about that, but uh, if they write me in, I'm going to come to you and ask for advice on how to run things. Is, is that okay? So when you go see Dariana for the first time in a while, right, and you bring her flowers and stuff, you can tell that she looks, she's like a lot paler than you remember her before. And um, when you go to like kind of hand her the flowers and she reaches out for it, you can see like her hand sort of comes out from under her like, she kind of was keeping it tucked away in her robe. And as she reaches for it, you can see her hand looks like black and shriveled and sort of decaying. And she like goes to reach and then she catches herself. She tucks it back away and she kind of goes to take it with her other hand, which looks fine. And she's just sort of like, we've sorry. We've, we've been very busy dealing with things. What kind of things? What's wrong with your arm? I don't know if you would believe me, even if I told you, but. I think if there's anyone that would I'm, be... I got Joe ghosts be. chasing me around in the middle of <laughs> night and big old creepy cryptids they bite you and they... Yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I won't throw me for a loop. I, I was having dreams about going off and being an adventurer and doing these wonderful things that you guys get to do. And there was this man that would visit me in my dreams every night and build me up and get me to trust him. I, th I thought it was just, you know, just a dream, but I guess in my dreams, he took my hand and it had shriveled down to like black withered nothingness. And about three days ago, the dream stopped and my hand's been healing ever since. I feel good. I'm, I may feel better, but it was worse than this. She she kind of shows it to you, and yeah, it was it was a lot worse. The doctors didn't think they were going to be able to save it. I, I don't know what mm. what happened or what changed. You know, three days ago or so, but I'm grateful, and I haven't had the dreams ever since. I want to talk to Clovis. Maybe he can come and take a look at it because he's really good with that stuff. Uh, he knows about the nature. So, anyways, and, yeah. To answer your question about my father. Uh, Ever since this happened to me, I mean, he's it sort of put things in perspective for him. And while he certainly loves being mayor, he realizes that maybe maybe it's time to focus on his family and pass the crown to yeah. another. He can just run the windmill. I mean, that's what his claim to fame anyway is anyways. I mean, this person who is running around pulling his strings, he doesn't have to worry about that person no more once they're not the mayor. So... If if you're the one that takes the the title, I'd be happy to serve under you as and help the transition in any way I can. Um. Okay, got to go. I'll uh, I'll send Clovis up this way and uh, have him take a look. She waves and then sees the withered hands and tucks it back in her other, other hand. like robe. 
And as you turn, you like you see her like smelling the flowers, and she like smiles a lot. All right. Goodbye. Hey, Clovis. I'll find Clovis walking around. Mm-hmm. I just What's went. Up, I just went to visit Zamir. Uh, his daughter Doriana said he's probably not uh, feeling about doing the mayor because uh, she got uh, she had dreams and some man came in her dreams and grabbed her hand and it made it all wilted and it was going to fall off and she said uh, he might not want to continue to run when what most important is his family so uh, I said maybe uh, Clovis can go take a look and see what it might have been maybe you read about it in your book or something I can do that okay all I'm going right. to take another bus there's a man in her dreams? I mean, what, what kind of man would do that? That has power in the dream? I mean, clearly it was not me, like, doing that to her in her dreams. I can't admit that I was not in her dreams, but... How long was know. that going on? She said that happened for a little while, and then it stopped about three days ago. Do, do we remember what we did three days ago? I look up at the sky. What happened three days ago? I mean, Thinking three days Eurevian. ago. Recall knowledge. It's about the time that you guys defeated Eurevian. Uh, so, roughly three days ago, you guys sent Eurevian back to the Nine Hells. And all the devils and all of that was gone. But I, I, I said that you might be able to go up there and uh, help her out. Maybe she's pretty connected. I'll go talk to her. You know, and if you help her out, maybe you yeah. can help me out. Mm, gotcha. Okay. I mean, yeah. for right, the well, campaign, I'll, not I'll the other stuff. Ah, you know. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and Maybe. give me a medicine check for Clovis? We'll see what you come up with. Medicine or nature? Um, this would be medicine, unless you have some feat that allows you to use nature for medicine checks. Uh, can I take that? But okay. Then, then medicine. 34, that's a pretty 34. solid roll. So, I think this is good enough to get a sense of uh, maybe some of the occult stuff you've read about in, like, Nimbaloth lore and the Whispering Reeds and your nature and your medicine all tied together. There's a strong connection between, like, the mind and the body. And occasionally there are certain types of creatures that do appear in people's dreams and kind of try to corrupt them or sort of even uh, use them, right? Like kind of come into their dreams. And, and usually this doesn't happen with the average person, but when you have somebody who is psychic or has emerging psychic abilities and maybe potentially is just developing it for the first time, it almost sends out like a strong beacon or pulse as the power awakens within them. And sometimes these creatures will sort of latch onto that. And these people are most vulnerable around like mid teens to, to like turning 18 and given Doriana's age and given what you're seeing, probably what happened in this case is that she is more than likely on the verge of developing her own psychic powers. But I, I wouldn't know who came to see but her. But you wouldn't know who came to see her from, from the medicine check. You would know that, but you don't have no idea who it was or where they came from or anything like that. All right. Fair enough. I'll explain that to her, and then obviously Clovis would go tell uh, Alarmity what I found out. Uh, Alarmity looks like she uh, she's going to have psychic powers, and... Uh, you know, she's coming mm -hmm. into her own, and that's why 
she's able to uh, see and talk to people in their dreams. Oh, that's pretty good. Especially if I use her as my main campaign person, she can like get in people's minds and say, vote for how. <laughs> yeah, she can get all the, all the dead people to come. Is that what psychic means? <laughs> no, she, oh. can, she can get in anybody's mind. Scared me. But I mean, they come in our dreams, right? But So I think, you know, okay. this this might segue decent into our... I mean, we've been building towards this moment for a while, right? Since you guys first heard about an election and you guys decided to say, hey, <laughs> we're going to win this election through our craftiness. Oh, for how right? That's funny. So I think unless there's any last minute stuff you guys want to do, we can get to the actual roll off and see... Who wins the election? If I give something that like I could do to assist, would that help in the role? Um, I think it, an assist in this case would be kind of like what Mukta has been doing over the course of the campaign and sowing rumors and, and doing things like that. If you can come up with a good way in the moment that you could assist Hal on the role, I'm 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 all ears to see yes. what you have in mind. Okay, so for, like, on the days leading up to the election, uh -uh. I'll be just going around town asking people if they needed help with any chores, especially if it required, like, some strength. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, before that, though, like, I'll introduce myself as Nolara. I work for Hal. <laughs> we just <laughs> recently killed a dragon. Uh -huh. um, and he was leading us during this um, adventure. Okay. Um, we're also trying to uh, like I'll be doing my best to like help Hal by campaigning, but I'm kind of mm -hmm. shit at it. So it'll be more on my actions. Yeah, I, I think. Like, oh, you need hunting. Now oh, I could kill that bull for you. Right. I think. I think even given all of that, I think in order to help in the way that you're mentioning, it's still going to come down to like a diplomacy check for a make an impression. Okay. So let's let's just say. If this is like a standard aid roll, right? The DC is 20. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what your your diplomacy is. The plus one. Okay, so it's possible. <laughs> Let's it's see. not below a 10. <laughs> I'm going to hero oh, point oh. that. Okay, <laughs> you're going to hero point it. Okay. okay. I'm going to use a hero point for that 13 that I okay. rolled. Yeah, that was a uh, that would be a okay. fifteen. Fifteen. So doesn't move the needle much in the grand scheme of things, but yeah, you don't completely like hurt his chances by like <laughs> dragging his name through the mud. Like associating <laughs> Hal with the creepy dead lady that keeps showing up and knocking on our door and asking <laughs> if we need any work. Done, right? Like uh, I <laughs> Well, I have grown some confidence. Yes, yes. <laughs> and a fifteen is, is very good. It's just not enough to help at, on the aid yeah, level. The so, so true. This gonna go to Meta and see if uh, there's any jobs that uh, he can help with. For you know, just for not for any coin, but for more favor for me and my friends. Okay, I'm sure there's always work to be done. Let's say. Hmm. I had this idea rolling around in my head. Let's say that yes, there is there is a job. There's there's some 
outside bigwigs in town that are here for like a meeting, right? With Yin, what she needs you to do is while she's distracting them, she needs you to break into their uh, room and just see what other correspondence they have, who else they've been talking to, any any kind of information you can gather for her about what this family is, what other you know irons they got in the fire, she'd be grateful. Mm -hmm. I will definitely do that. And I have uh, an invisibility potion as well to aid me with that. Okay. You also got your your elven cloak, right? Does that work? Yes, to give me a plus one. So, yep. And it makes you just go invisible in general, right? No. No? no? Okay. I don't know why I thought it did. Okay. That's a, that's another game. I think. Maybe. Maybe I'm thinking of something completely different. Um, yeah. Okay. So, you're going to burn the invisibility You can go visible with... Uh, the cloak twice a day yeah. with the boots and the cloak. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Once per day. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, twice let's, per day with the boots. Yep. Let's make this a thievery roll. And All right. uh, you can use, you know, the bonus from being invisible. And I think the invisibility is going to make it pretty, pretty clutch. But let's see what you get on your. What thievery. is the bonus for, for invisibility? In this case, I would give you probably the max you can really get would be like a plus two circumstance bonus or a plus two item bonus. Either. Okay. I'd make it a circumstance bonus because it's the invisibility that's giving you the, the bonus. That's fine. Plus two. All right. All right. 27. Not the best of of the uh, nope. the efforts. So wow, you've rolled two Man, twos and a Sunday four tonight. Of not start. I hope we're yeah. saving for fight. Sunday, Sunday Man. rolls. I think Wednesday is rolled to Sunday. I'm going to change my dice. <laughs> yes, finally. Time to do. Yeah, it. I think in this case, uh, twenty-seven is going to come up short as as to what you were. You don't you don't get caught. It's not low enough that like your mission fails. You don't get caught by the people rummaging through their stuff. I just don't it's, find anything. It's a close call, and then at the last minute, you're like invisible in a corner as they come in, and you got to slip out as they're closing the door and stuff. Right? You don't actually catch. You don't get any information that helps you in in any way. Sorry, the dice are not in your favor tonight. Mm -hmm. How about Clovis? When I was talking to the mayor's daughter, how about? Clovis uh, talking to her about getting her dad not to uh, not to run for mayor. Oh, so you want to convince her to convince her dad to go and like actually renounce running? Yes. Yep. As I was helping her with her whole dreams and stuff. Okay, so there is an ability here that we can use. This is an this would be called you know make a request or request something from someone which is a diplomacy based ability convincing her to convince to try to convince her dad to give up the campaign completely is going to be a fairly tough sell not impossible because they're already are kind of teetering on that idea anyways but for this i think i'm gonna set the dc at 30 okay. so you're gonna make a diplomacy check to make a request because they're friendly enough with you, you're on friendly terms, so you are able to make a request from somebody that you're friendly with. DC 30, diplomacy check to make a request. Let's see how it goes. 
Right. Can I get myself guidance? Uh, can you give yourself guidance? I guess you could, yeah. All right, so it's one of my cantrips. So what does guidance give me? It's, it's a, a plus, plus one. one. Yep, plus one. Okay. I have no idea what your diplomacy check bonus is, so this will be interesting. Okay, here we go. Come on, roll a crit. Clovis. Got this. So, so I'm going to hear that was a, a nine on the dice for a total of 22. Hero okay. point one more time. Let's hear a point. Come on. Second dice is a burden all oh. holy <laughs> shit. Are you serious? Well, <laughs> that's a natural I one. Is, I don't think Sunday is uh going It's a natural those, one for a total of 14, which is a critical fail on its own, let alone a natural one takes it the worst as possible. So what happens at this point, Clovis, is you get Slapped across the face with a black withered healing hand that like smacks you, and she tells you to get the hell out of our house and don't Damn come it. back. And you have well, I deserve that. Really, like you thought you were being very coy with how you're doing it, but you were like openly manipulating her in a way that she saw yep. it coming, and she is not happy with you. God. And in fact, it it redoubles her effort. It redoubles her effort, and that last day, it it pushes her dad to get back on the campaign trail and and <laughs> and really try to win. Okay, so after all your <laughs> help that your friends have tried to provide you, Hal, and you know what? It failed in the last minute, but you guys have, the only reason this has even come to fruition is because of the work that you guys have, the foundation you guys have been building over a month. So yeah. it's not like this one thing can make is going to like sink the whole boat, but you didn't get any last minute help. So overall, you've been great, right? <laughs> so how? Sorry. It's all on you. Let's see if you get better Sunday rolls. I'm going to simplify all of this down as a, a one roll, roll off. Yeah, to one roll. Okay. I think it's going to be a hard roll, but not mm -hmm. impossible. Normal. So, so right, at level 10, a normal roll is DC 27. I think... You're still like an underdog. I'm going to set the DC for this, this like make an impression diplomacy roll. And if you have, you know, I know you have things that let you use other skills to roll that make an impression or, you know, stuff or diplomacy, but I'm going to set the DC same as Clovis said, I'm going to set the DC at 30. Okay. So I do have that. I have group impression. I have, uh, and I'm going to master. So I can do a lot more people. Impressive performance lets me use performance instead of diplomacy. Perfect. I so, will totally let you use here that. We go. Come on, Halarmony. You it's can just do it. We haven't been dealing with people. You can feel the weight of this yeah, roll, though, because. Time. Yeah. Halarmony yeah. is great with people. Come on. Oh, baby. Oh, yes. Mayor. The mayor. Yes. The mayor's in the <laughs> house. <Just> 24. <laughs> That's a custom DC a for 30. <laughs> that's that's Okay, so for those of you who don't see it, that's a 16 on the dice for a total of 40. Which, since 40. I set the DC at 30, is a critical success. So, you know what? Yeah. You're a bard. This is what bards do, right? Like, you want something and you make it happen. So, election day comes around. Most people have dismissed Hal as, like, a serious candidate. But everyone's kind of like, 
like hearing your stories, feeling it. They go to that ticket, that, that election booth, and they're like, you know, I feel like Hal's the kind of guy I'd really want to have a beer with. And they start like punching Hal vote, right? So when they count all the votes and it comes in, in a landslide victory, the new mayor of Otari is none other than Hal Armony Higgins. <laughs> we actually did <laughs> You guys got all the votes from the people in town, the guilds, the workers, the, the real working class people. You didn't really get like most of the vote with the sort of like rich established families that are in the lumber trade that are very tightly connected with Menhems, they didn't budge. So you have a little bit of work to do with sort of that community and all the people from the outside farms because they bring in votes from the surrounding farmlands and they just like kind of go to the local outpost and mail their votes in and they get brought in. None of that, right? None of your none of the stuff you guys have been doing really touched that community. But within the core people that you see day to day, you guys are far and away their favorite choice. And there's a huge sort of celebration for you, Hal, the mayor of Otari. So let's see. Hal, speech, 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 right? Request for a speech. I was trying to find the, the correct. Do I have I don't have a good. Like ambiance for for yeah. like political speech giving, right? Are you getting ready for that? So Clovis puts his arm around Alarmity and kind of whispers in his ear. Caroline's father will now have to respect you. Proud of you, man. You're still whispering too low. You can't. Oh, they sorry. can't hear you. <laughs> Only I can hear you. It was uh, the uh, the sounds of this music was pretty epic. <laughs> so how what what do you say to your newfound constituents so Hal is going to get on the stage and he's going to start playing a little tune to talk about uh how he's one of the working people of the of the small city you will still con uh the mayor Minhams, excuse me former mayor Minhams will still continue to work and operate at the lumberyard so the commerce of the city is not going to go away, but what is going to way, go away is this dark shadow that has been cast across Belcora. And should we not return and fail to do what we're supposed to do, Doriana here knows everything about running this place because she's practically been running it in, a, in Minhem's stead while he has been uh, working at the lumberyard, and uh, she will continue doing so. But fear not. We have everything we need to defeat Belcora. And we will be heading down there in just a few days' time. Fear not. The heroes of Atari will set your town free. So you're yeah. saying this, right? And you're getting up and you're giving the speech to the loud crowd of people. Your eyes kind of glaze over the crowd and you catch a pair of... Like, it's kind of hard. The cloak is up. But you catch a pair of the most striking green eyes that makes your heart flutter for just a moment. And as you like kind of look back across the crowd, you see a familiar face in the crowd, Hal. This is none other than your Caroline. Caroline, you're mighty fine. 
She's in the audience listening to your speech and and realizes that you've like won, right? And and you see her. There's a whole crowd. Everyone around her is cheering, and but you're focused on her, and she just smiles and gives you like a little wave from the crowd. I'll uh, say thank you and weave my way carefully through the crowd and mm-hmm. come upon uh, Caroline and uh, say, uh, bump, bump, bump. So how long have you uh, been in town? Why didn't you come say hello? Or you got, uh, you know, I was around all these people. You know, I like crowds. You know, I like crowds. Always drown them on, you know, on the streets. Uh, I, I, I had no idea you were here. Uh, your dad said, uh, go make something of myself, and you know how he's a pretty heavy taskmaster. Yeah, I mean, so we've here I am. been in town. We just we just stopped over. My, my dad, father has business here, and I, I'm just kind of tagging along and learning. The captain is here. Oh, well, maybe we can have a conversation. Uh, or dinner, well, the three of us. Considering you're mayor now, I imagine that would be beneficial both socially and politically. Uh, anyways, I got to go shake a lot of hands and meet a lot of people and kiss a lot of, oh, kiss a lot of the babies is beforehand, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can do it all the time. Wow. I, I just... I'm speechless. No, you're not. This is going to happen. You can't count me out. Even if your father says get out, you can't count me out. I had always hoped but never never expected to find you here in this backwards place well it's it's a start there is always opportunity so i'm an opportunist and uh yeah let's have some dinner are you free thursday tonight oh thursday uh well tonight's probably you might have other meetings yeah. Me, tonight, me tonight. You should do up. it tonight. I'll okay. I'll slip away from father. Well, we should all three of us like have dinner. Okay. You want to go on a date with my dad, right? <laughs> <laughs> you can see that she's a little like conflicted about like this. Like you keep pulling her father into it, but she understands and she's all for it. All right. See you later. Yep. And I. Wow, and give her a little hand to kiss. And mm-hmm. Go on my way. And... Yep, yep. Mukta, you're watching this unfold, and, and as you're doing this, you actually realize in this moment <laughs> that, like, this... She was one of the people that came back to the room that you were, like, spying on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, in that moment, you, uh, you, re- you put those pieces together. Mm-hmm. All right. Congratulations, Hal. 20 episodes later, you became mayor in the end. It all came down to one roll. But your silver tongue has, <sighs> has you can done finally it. go back to Absalom and tell you and tell Carolyn's dad. Well, we don't have to wait that long. We're going to have dinner tonight. You guys should come. What? What, what do you mean? What do you mean? Uh, Caroline is here. Yeah, Caroline. Didn't you see her? She's got the beautiful green eyes. And she wears the cloak, and she sometimes puts, pulls it up. And her dad's oh. kind of a big guy, portly, like longer hair, and wears the tricorn. Well, you were shaking hands with a lot of people. We wouldn't know. How did? Why weren't we introduced as well? <laughs> oh, I didn't Sorry. see you between all of these people. Sorry. That's fair. No, 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 no. We would have loved to meet her, though. Yeah, yeah. Get to meet him tonight. Maybe, uh... 
Rowdy Rockfish, yes? I think that's a better, quieter spot, maybe. Oh, yes. I mean, you have history with that. I mean, the the very first time you were here, you the song that you sang was about her. Yes, that's true. I think that's probably good. You don't want to go to Crooksnook? Her dad might be more comfortable there. I think maybe for this din- first dinner we have it, uh, you know, a little more private. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to dinner. <laughs> I'm, I'm not inviting myself. I'm saying that you should have a dinner uh, somewhere with less prying eyes. Hmm? Oh, you're going to be there too. I already uh, told them you were coming. Ah, <laughs> Uh, of course, of course, I'll be there to support you. You're my advisor. Of course you're going to be there. So, fast forward to, like, this sort of, like, awkward, but overall nice dinner that happens at the Rowdy Rockfish away, like, with, like, you know, you guys are, like, inside laughing, talking. Basically, like, you know, he, they have aspirations in Diabelle. They are currently working out sort of a they let you in on like a little secret how which is basically they're trying to form a sort of coalition of cities like in the area that are going to like stand against Absalom and stand against the sort of unfair oppression that the big guy is putting on all these little towns and actually what he tells you is that in Absalom the uh, the current leader is gone missing and they have yet to fill the post, so they are trying to put pressure to make Caroline's father the man that is going to take the spot in Absalom. And he wants support of the local towns in his bid to do such a thing. And he thinks it would be mm. in your interest to back him. And the table's turn. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous, Captain. You, you, you must understand that. Uh, Perhaps we can come to some kind of agreement. I mean, you know, we've got a lot of ships that ship a lot of lumber out of here to different places. I know uh, you're pretty uh, up on your shipwrights in the Obel, Captain. So um, we can uh, agree that uh, we will back for the coalition. You use our lumber, you use our ships, and uh, you let me court your daughter since I'm a man of station seems all agreeable and like what he kind of offers is that they have this sort of consortium where they already control like the majority of the lumber trade in the Cortos Isle so Otari has always been sort of a holdout and Otari has always kind of stood on their own and not wanted to be in part of this kind of union or this consortium but uh he says you know if you're willing to bring Otari into the fold then, you know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. You're now part of a bigger network and you have more resources at your disposal and more people watching your back. Of course, you can talk to the person in charge of the uh, mill right there. This is my friend Clovis. Clovis, come say hello. Is, isn't is, isn't Menhem still in charge of the mill? Well, Menhem's owns the mill, yeah. Menhem's family owns the mill and then him and then all the other families sort of like share like they rent they pay him a fee to use it but he owns it it's not technically owned by the town right how does it know right how does this guy's in charge <laughs> and clovis is all happy 
The mill. Yes. Oh, right. this is going to be a long, long job. <laughs> yep. Yep. I think that's the sense you get. <laughs> and I think I think that in and of itself sets the tone for what the Hal mayoral sort of <laughs> tenure is going to be. Just running, running, running in the shadows, just like doing damage control. <laughs> and I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll lean into the captain and say, if you need any more of that muscle you employ... My friend over here, no, no Lara, come here. <laughs> this is the one. She can get stuff done. Just look at that mean grimace on her face. Well, she's know. like smiling, like awkwardly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he does, he does kind of let you know, like, you know, we have no shortage of muscle, both physical and more shadow muscle. Well, of we'll, course. We'll talk how we have a lot of catch up to you but yeah we're willing to you know you can bring your friends and resources into the into the fold this is gonna be the start of a long and fruitful friendship and uh, then he kind of pushes his daughter like into a chair next to you at the end of the night uh is going to, uh captain is it uh, i'm sorry i didn't catch your last name i would wouldn't be presu- pre- presumed to call you by your first name um <laughs> Is Captain all right? Uh, yeah, you you can call me uh, Lord Captain Captain Arneson works. Captain Arneson, let's go with that. All right, Captain Arneson, Mukta, at your service. Um, where are you and your uh, beautiful daughter staying while you're in town? Maybe I can escort you there. Uh, we have a nice, uh, spot over at the, what was the one that wasn't part of these? It was the Crow's Cast. Ah, it's, uh, I've never actually stayed there. I've only stayed here and, uh, maybe a few nights at the Crook's Nook, but, uh. He, he, like, he's like, well, I'm now a stranger to the Crook's Nook, but I thought a change of scenery when my daughter's in tow was in order. I wouldn't exactly want her around a place like that. If I can avoid it. Ah, it seemed like a nice place the f- few times I went there for drinks, but you know, I haven't spent too much time there. We Our base here is at the Rally Rockfish. Uh, uh, my friend Hal, even before I met him, they'd already made an establishment with the people here. He's, uh, he's a good heart, and he's got quite a way with people. So. so I'm guessing you are the brains of this operation, no? <laughs> no, no, no. I just, uh, I might see a a path ahead for my friends and make sure they don't, you know, fall off a cliff or uh, step into a landmine, should we say. Well, there will always be landmines and there will always be a need for people to step in those landmines. The trick is knowing when is the time to push somebody else into it, no? Of course, of course. A man of your stature, a man of my position. We we know those things. But your friend Hal, for now, I have him under my wing. You have to admit, though, for uh, the general public, I think most people find that sort of person endearing, right? To have that kind of person be a face for your what you stand for in the public's eye 
your family's position on bring you know contracting with such fine upstanding people who might not see such dirty landmines of course could be a bonus yes of course and that's why I will you know Hal is a very pretty face and a very powerful ally to have it's just you might have to do a lot of work to keep him in power, if you feel what I'm saying. And I hope you do. Uh, we've just met, but uh, one thing Mukta always lives for is the job. So, When you're ready to talk about future aspirations, you know where to find me. <laughs> for now, you have your job. And we have mutual interests we do i uh i look forward uh having more dinners like this captain visit me in diabelle anytime of course and uh never in town maybe uh we can have a drink here crow's nest the crook's nook you never know you never know and he like shakes your hand and I think that might end the sort of like thing sets the tone for what may be to come in the future but the downside being we spent like so much time role playing all this it's already <laughs> almost the break and we haven't done any shopping or preparation to actually fight Belcora. that Belcora, what's that again oh yeah that giant lady that lives un no, not giant that ghost lady that lives under the town that wants to like murder everyone in Absalom. There is one more. Sorry, there there was one more thing Mukta wanted to do. Real quick. Okay. Okay. Yep. Go for it. He's going to go up to Hal at the end of the night. Hal, my friend. What? Uh, yes, Mukta. You've done it, my boy. Uh, I'm so glad you had an idea to become mayor, huh? Of course. Now I can uh, take a bath in a nice manner and uh, not have to worry about camping under the stars and. You know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, there, there's a few things we'll have to work on. Um, you know, the whole May. I, I don't think uh, Menhem's Manor is actually part of the city. Um, he might actually own it himself. But we, we, we can work on getting, you know, your own Higgins Manor. Yes? Um, oh, that's okay. Uh, I'm going to buy that place from him anyways. <laughs> exactly. Um but I'm going to pull out the envelope that I had uh, retrieved where I hid it. Mm -hmm. You know my line of work, yes, Hal? Is that right? You're the advisor. You advise uh, me on what to do and how to do it and yeah, all that, that uh, experience and stuff. Yep. Definitely that, yes. You're not wrong. Um, but I was before that, um, my work tends to be more um, discreet in the shadows, Yes. Oh, uh, before that, I didn't know your name. You're from the desert, right? Right. Um, I'm part of a certain guild, right? Um, that tends to work in different cities across uh, Galerian. Um, uh, Yinis Mera is also part of this guild, yes? Mm-hmm. And we tend to work as redistributors of wealth, yes? And information. Mm -hmm. 
I just want you to be careful. Uh, certain people might be interested now that you have this power and position. Um, certain people might be interested in grabbing onto you and steering you in the direction they want rather than what you want. Mm. Okay, well, like, they want to have a meeting and they want to tell me to do this and do that and I should do this and I should do that. I'm not going to have any meetings. You're going to have all the meetings. Right. Um, more like they might try to find ways to find what you care for and make sure you do what they tell you by holding like on. strong on me? Yes. Yes. Oh, that's okay. I'll send in Lara. He can, like, strong arms him back. Hmm? That's a good idea, Hal. Look. See? I knew, I knew you put you in that place for a good reason. Alright. Alright. Just this. Your Caroline, yes? Mm-hmm. Uh, her father has more connections than, uh, than is in public eye, let's say. Oh, of course. So, just be careful. Uh, okay. I don't have to worry about Caroline because she's the captain's daughter, so Caroline of the captain. Maybe she become Captain Caroline eventually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, looks like I'm not going anywhere for a while. All right. Uh, good talk, Hal. <laughs> Congratulations on being mayor. <laughs> All right. We'll have a meeting later. I'll put it on the schedule. All and right. Mukta goes and orders a drink. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. And I keep the envelope I was going to give Hal. By oh, the you, way. Keep, you keep the envelope. <laughs> Slide it right back into that like, shirt. Okay. So, um, you guys still now? I mean, now the election's over. You still plan to travel to Absalom, correct? So I think this scene cross phase from Mukta drowning his sorrows in the bottom of a glass <laughs> to like, you know, you guys like having a travel montage to Absalom. It's only two days away, but when you guys arrive, the scale of this place is like unlike anything you've seen before. This like huge, massive wall, this outer shell of protection lines up and there's a gate and the gate that you guys are coming into is called the Sally Port Gate, which is the biggest, most trafficked port or gate into Absalom, which kind of connects Absalom on one end all the way to Diabel on the other. So all the farmers, all the traders, a lot of people that come in off the road come in through this gate. And you guys are basically stuck in this like long line waiting to get in. Watch your purse, everybody. <laughs> oh, just sliding someone's purse into his pocket like yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you do see like you know you're, you're you're stuck waiting and then as you're getting up there you see like the people are basically having all of their possessions searched as they come into absalom and and one thing you you notice occasionally like the, the person like maybe two groups in front of you <laughs> someone pulls like a book like out of their bag and you they ask like you know what is this and the person explains that it's, you know, a pretty expensive book they're hoping to sell here on the market. And basically the response is, is that the book needs to be either taxed or copied. So any book that comes into the city by law can be confiscated 
by the the scribers union or the the scribers guild and you either have to pay a fee to avoid that which they deduce the fee based on the how expensive the book is or they take it into their possession until they can have one of their scribes make a duplicate copy and then they return your book back to you which can take some time and as this they're doing this you guys all like kind of like look at each other and realize you guys are whispering carrying the whispering reeds on you what do we do about this one let me uh let me go talk to those guys up here real quick since i'm a a visiting diplomat from another major city maybe they will let us in and i will go up to the front and say my good friends the delegates from from formerly of dioba but now of atari are uh here to visit with the local governors. Is there a magister or somebody around who can see to our needs? Come on, guys. I have my hood up, by the way. Like, mm-hmm. just there's just my mouth is showing the bottom of my face. Right, yeah. And you're you're sort of flaunting a little bit of your political power here. And the the guards like you don't look like I've met Os of Menhems. You are no Os of Menhems, sir. Huh. We just uh uh, in fact, uh, I just defeated Osef Minhems. Perhaps you heard us, the Heroes of Atari. We're taking care of the lighthouse, and we actually, me, actually became the mayor just a minute ago. Kiss my ring. I mean, here's my signet ring. What? Lighthouse? That's what I mean. Like, he, he looks at you with, like, a blank look on his face. Like, he has no idea who you are, what you've done. He's never heard of a lighthouse. He's never heard of the Heroes of Atari, but... But you, a magister. I'm sure they would know. You are... But yeah, but the thing is, is that you are telling the truth, and... Yeah, I think because you are visiting dignitary from like Otari and stuff, you're able to be shuttled aside to like more of a special flow um, away from the line. And when they realize who you are, they they apologize. You should you shouldn't have been standing in line, sir. Why didn't you just come? There's a VIP entrance right here on on the side. Shit, we got that. We, I literally <laughs> I literally ran ran uh, one election like yesterday or the day before, so. We have to have that special counting of the ballots and, you know, of the major <laughs> delegates and then they will ratify it. But uh, no offense taken, of course. So they give you like, yeah, they give you special pass. Oh, yeah, that's right. Your parents. I forgot about that. <laughs> you, they give you the special pass, though, where you are able to get through and all of the people that are with you are kind of given like ambassador sort of like leeway. So you guys aren't subject to like normal like search and seizure procedures and stuff like that uh you guys were given a little bit more leeway than the average person and you were able to bypass like the hundred or so people in line out the gates as you guys just make it in do they have like the special sla- sashes that we're supposed to wear like the sashes that go i want i want to put one on Lara. it would be great yeah okay they give you all ambassador sashes <laughs> and it, and it oh, says like uh, dignitary from otari like, this is necessary no. It is. It looks great. <laughs> it does. The book handled. Yeah. So, you know, welcome to Absalom, you guys. Whoa, look at that. Yeah, I'm going to share this real quick. So this is something I've been working on. And so this is this. Okay, so Absalom is huge, huge. Like we're doing it as like a quick sort of sidebar stop but like otar or like absalom is so big let me just share this real quick this is the book that just came out it's called absalom right look how thick it is right this is 
how Whoa. thick and all the information that they gave about the city of Absalom. This screenshot I'm sharing here is just the marketplace known as the Grand Bazaar, which is where all of the most interesting magical items in the entire island of Kortos kind of come. So if you are anybody who's anybody, this is where you come to get your magical items, which is a separate book called the Grand Bazaar. So all in all, I guess you can kind of see this. This is this is a map. Let me see. This is a map of how big Absalom is. And this marketplace that we've zoomed in on is like this little square spot within the whole place, Holy right? Crap. It's huge. Yeah. So there's no way we're going to do a Absalom the justice that it deserves. But this is what you guys are fighting to protect, right? Without you guys doing right. what you're doing, Belcoro is going to raise up and try to destroy all of this. And that's her ambition, her life goal. And so it's good that you guys get to see it firsthand, I think. So I've gone ahead and shared this here. This is the Grand Bazaar with all the magical item shops. I know a lot of you guys looked ahead or might have already bought the items you want. But I wanted to do the part where you guys are here and sort of seeing it and share it with our audience as well. So, Yeah, very cool. Does anyone want to share during this time, which is going to take quite a bit of time, what's some of the cool stuff that you guys are buying and or doing? One of the cool things I'm doing is having my dragon skin turned into armor. For me, that is right. right. So here in Absalom, especially here in in um, in the city, you'd be able to find somebody that is able to craft your black dragon scales that you've harvested into into a uh, dragon scale mill. So I found a shop that will work for you. There is a there's a, a, a weaponsmith. He's he's famous for working with like some of the finest, rarest metals in all the land. His name is Embry. Eagleton Embry, and he runs like an Embry smith shop, and he's on Flower Street. Okay. This is all stuff I found in the Absalom book. I'm remembering off the top of my head. Wow. Um, but essentially, he is able to craft what you're asking him to do, and he, he will do it. It's going to cost 400 gold with you providing all the materials to get the dragon skill made and he needs four days time to do so okay but Fair yep enough. so i uh, when that's all said and done i now that now that that happened right i'm going to put the scale mail that you got made onto your character sheet so that you can use it i know you have not seen it yet I have so not. it's called raverick scale mail it's now in your inventory so here's Here's what it is. It's scale mail made out of dragon hide, which means since it's black dragon hide, the scale mail itself is immune to acid, right? No matter how much acid it could be dealt to it, it cannot hurt the scale mail. It also has okay. the plus two potency rune, the acid resistant ability. So you still have the five acid resistance built into the armor while you wear it. And it comes with the resilient rune, which gives you a plus one save to against magical effects which is part of that raverick's ability so all of that is tied into the scale mail armor called the raverick scale mail that now lives in your inventory i also made a cool oh. description for it which you can read but it just says like you know it says this armor is made with an undercoat of thick dragon hide and coated with the scales of the black dragon known as raverick's he was slain in the heroes of otari's quest to face belcora deep within the abomination vaults and ha 
as he had taken possession of one of the fulcrum lenses that they needed to put her to rest. Harvested by Mukta, it was fashioned into a fine set of gear by Absalom's famous Eagleton Embry, containing his seal stamped onto one of the scales. This armor was worn by Clovis into the final showdown with Belcora, and this item now is part of Absalom Galarian lore, and long after the heroes of Tyre are gone, this item might live on and become famous, and some other adventurers down the road Very. might be wearing your hand-me-downs one day. Very <laughs> cool. Uh, don't forget to invest in the magical item, because you're not invested in it, so you're not getting all its bonuses right now. And did you subtract the 400 gold for that? Uh, no, but I okay. will. So yeah, go ahead for it and go with that. Yeah, All right, any other big purchases that you guys wanted to share or discuss here? The getting that the scale made is is huge, and like Absalom is definitely a place to get that done, and that is cool. And it's it's sort of unique that you guys defeated the dragon and now have the scale mail. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna ask for Hal and Mukta's help in um, like I'm gonna ask them to talk to the uh. Uh, armorer or like the uh, the blacksmith to help me with my sword because this because this is so many so much right now a little overwhelming but it's her. also like super pretty for Nalara but she can't talk to anyone yeah and at the same time Mukta will also be getting same thing on his rapier I think we're asking for a greater striking rune yes a greater striking, yeah. I also added um, another rune, but it's for me. I, I, I'm going to tell this to Mukta too. Like, Mukta, if you're thinking of modifying your weapon, I think, if I remember correctly, um, there's a rune. Hold on a second. I saw it. When it deals a little bit of, like, positive damage. Oh, the uh, disrupting rune. That's correct. Because I remember when we fought uh, Bokora... And then this was a little bit after I received a couple of blessings from um, my deity that the um, extra from her blessings actually hurt her a little bit more. And I believe if you have a certain amount, I think if you have like a plus one, which I think you already do, like you, you should have room for property runes on top of your ghost touch. This is just for you though, Reyes. I mean, no, if you want to do it on your rapier, but for me too. Ah, <laughs> uh, I think I really can only afford the, uh, the greater striking rune for mine. The greater? How much was, how much was the disrupting rune again? Disrupting rune was 150 gold. And greater striking is like, if you're upgrading from your existing striking rune, it's a thousand. Yeah, and then how much to put that in uh the thousand upgrade includes the cost to install it okay yeah so if you have I, room for your disrupting rune i could give you money for the disrupting rune um let's see have a weapon c weapon potency plus two low grade silver striking ghost touch so it's the disrupting yeah it's 150 so maybe we can get some sort of bundle deal if we're getting two greater striking runes, two disrupting runes. I'm sure you guys can. I don't, I don't know if I'm... Maybe the new uh, mayor of Otari can do some <laughs> business. I mean, maybe. Maybe I could, you could finagle something there. You see just new Lara and Mukta, uh, like, like, 
handing Hal stuff like, please. Wow. <laughs> how how much gold are you guys short? Or do you not really know? You just want to get a discount. I have the thousand gold to be able to pay for the greater striking room. And then I'll spot him the 150 for the uh, disrupting room. Okay. So you have your thousand too, right? Thousand fifty? Well, on my montage earlier, like I did all of it already. Uh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so we're trying to get a discount. Like a, a bundle price, you know? We're sure, potentially sure, sure. spending like over 2,000 gold that this guy's place. I'm, you know. Yeah. I mean, you say that, yeah, and he has, like, certain items in here that sell for, like, 15, 20,000 gold per item. So, like, you feel, like, for you, you feel like this is you being a high roller for the first time in your life, and you're still the small potatoes to Uh this dude here in Absalom, right? But I will allow Hal to make a, you know, a, what is it, like, a a make an impression slash diplomacy check. But we know that Hal can use performance for all of that, so... Let's see. Do they give me stats for this dude? They probably do. I don't have the book open right now. Let me tell you a great story from the south of this <laughs> island. Ring. And I go on to tell them a great story. And then I say, oh, by the way, I'm Zamer. And perhaps uh, we can get a deal. You you come to my manor in Otari when you make your way down to the south for the summer. And uh, in return, you give us a great deal. How does that sound? So the uh, it looks like the the owner of this sort of rune shop is a Kenku. Looks pretty cool. His name Great. is Rakus Rakuskook. Rakuskook. He's got this cool sort of like his his beak is like pierced right on the bottom, so he's got this giant like gold sort of thing. He's covered in like all kinds of weirdness and scrolls tucked everywhere. He looks pretty cool. He is. Well, don't give me. Usually for like shops and stuff, it would give you a a sort of stat block. That's okay. Make a make your your check there, Hal, and I'll pick a reasonable thing. I think thirty two is enough. So he is willing to give you guys a solid five percent discount. So a thousand gold, five percent off a thousand gold is not anything to sneeze at. It's like what fifty gold off. Mm-hmm. So one thousand one fifty. Basically, right? what he'll do to make it easier buy, if you buy both the thousand gold runes, which it sounds like you are, he'll throw in the pot, the uh, disrupting rune for free. Okay. That'll work out. That's roughly. It's a little more than five percent, but he'll he'll go ahead and do that for you guys. Sure. Oh, thank you so but much. He's gonna hold you to that, Hal, because when he comes through Otari. He's going to expect some, like, prime sort of VIP treatment on the town. You heard Zed Mukta? Take care of this man when he comes through. <laughs> yes, Mayor. You guys okay on gold, or do you need any more? Nope. Okay. So. Right. I'm also grabbing the staff of greater healing. Okay. What is this guy's shop? What's it called? Uh, these runes, you can just pull them off the Absalom random magic item shop right in the middle. Okay. I'm just throwing like, all the stuff that you guys are requesting that wasn't on any of those shops. I'm just throwing there for convenience sake. But especially because it's a rune, I mean, you could just add it, like edit your item and add it to it on, on yeah. its own. Yeah. Okay, so Clovis is getting the greater, your upgrade. So you had the staff of healing, now you got the greater staff of healing, so that's cool. Correct. Yep. 
I sent you a message too if you want to look at my armor on break, maybe. Yeah, I could check it out. Um, was there any other purchases you guys wanted to highlight before we go to break? No, Nina, did you get some dark vision at when we were in? Uh, I already have some. Oh, you have some. Okay. Uh, I Mukta's going to stop at one more place. Let me just edit this gold. So minus a thousand. <laughs> oh, is it like this in your bell? Yeah, it's just like this. It's amazing, don't get me wrong, but it's just so many people. I don't think I could... Oh, there's so many people in Diobel. Uh, they don't look as happy, but there's a lot of them. Oof. So Mukta wants to stop at the... Um... Mukta's going to try to slip away, actually, from the group for a moment. I, I just need to make one stop real quick. Uh, will you... Are you guys going to stay here for a minute? Where I'm going to go try to visit my parents. Maybe you want to go and say hello? I'll come with you, Kyle. Sure. Uh, where? where? Give me the address. I'm, I'll find it. Oh, we'll just go over to that tavern right around the corner. and We'll wait for you there. All right. W one minute. And um, Mukta is going to go to um, the Urban Garden Jewelers. Okay. Mm. Yes. He doesn't actually want to purchase anything on the uh, list. No? Okay. Mm. Uh, he's going to take out the last moonstone. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, I asked around and they said that this is the premier jewel shop here uh, in the marketplace. Um, how much to get this set into a ring? So you come in and you say that you, like, you look and there's like a man and he kind of has his back to you and he turns around and... And you can see that instead of, like, a person, even though it's a humanoid shape, it kind of looks like Mushi, but, like, a full human version of Mushi. It's like a walking tree man. His arms are bark. He's got, like, vines kind of growing up and down him. And his whole, like, cloak is, like, a leaf. And he's, like, turns. And you can see he's got, like, flowers tucked into the back of his ears. And he's, like, what? You're going to have to speak up, Sonny. Ah, sorry, sir. How much for this in the ring. Shuffles over. Holds out his hand to take a look at it. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Holds it up to the light. Beautiful stone. I could set this for you. Oh, I mean, are we talking fancy gold? You want, like, cheap iron? I mean, we could start at a silver and go up to tons of gold, depending on how much cash you got to spend. But a gem this pretty uh, deserves, I would imagine, what some sort of platinum. Uh, how much for a, a platinum band? For your finger? Pretty similar, actually. <laughs> takes your hand and starts, like, feeling. You, you can feel him, like, like, he takes his hand and, like, puts it, like, where your finger is. And his little, like, finger, like, turns into, like, a vine that, like, wraps around and, like, sizes it just right before he, like kind of like loosens it enough to pull your finger out and then holds it up. Let's call it 10 gold. Ah, I will give him 15 gold. Okay. And he is able to, it takes him a little bit of time, but you know, not too much time to sort of fashion a platinum band with like a, a thing that can kind of set the moonstone and he watch him work and he like very carefully plops it in and then hands you the ring. Set in nice. All right. I have a question. Sure. Once you're done. I'm done. Yep. 
Spooked, yep. it goes off. And so, like, you leave. His shop is a giant tree, by the way, and it almost is like it's a huge tree with a little bit of shop kind of built into the tree. And you can see that from, like, all over. It's like the giant tree. It's hard to miss here in, in the marketplace. But, yeah, Hal. I'm wearing a, a Tari's armor. Can I put a rune on Zed armor? Plus one studded. You should be able to, yeah. Yeah. So it's, if it's um, it's a plus one armor, right? So, yeah, it has it has the potency rune plus one. So it has room for the resilient rune, which is not doesn't take it up. And you have one room for a, one slot for a property rune. So any property rune you'd be able to slot in there. Yeah. So I'm looking at this staunching rune that uh -huh. uh, reduces the check. Is that something that I would be able to put in there? Yeah, absolutely. That is. I'll probably go for the greater. Can I do that? Or would it have to be the lesser? Uh, no, the greater should be fine. Which uh, which shop is selling that? Kraken's Ink Tattoo. Kraken's Ink Tattoo. I'll Left. check this out. Middle. Oh, yeah, right here. There's so many awesome shops, you guys. Stay tuned because I'm going to release God, man, all these shops that you can like import into your world. So it's coming. I, mean, it's coming. I want to just spend time reading through half of the stuff. Yep. Here, Staunching Greater. The symbol's closed, buddy. Runes. Armor with this rune reduces the DC on the flat check to ampersand bleed from 10 or 15 to 10. Yes, absolutely. This is something you could easily buy for 600 gold and install into your armor. That is, yeah. So, so because you have a plus one rune you have one slot to put anything in there and this is one of those things if you upgraded your armor to a plus two potency rune then you would have a second slot to put another rune as well but okay well i bought it then you can show me how to add it to it later for sure yeah i'll show you how to do that but it's pretty easy i gotta say i don't remember where it is oh i, I think it was in clockworks where is it just my favorite thing when i was adding all of this so there's an equipment called Clockwork Heels, right? 300 gold, it adds heelys to your boots. So you <laughs> add them in your boot. No the Clockwork mm -hmm. footwear features mechanical heel built into the base that increase your feed. When you lean your weight onto your heel, a springboard triggers and pops out small metal wheels that propel you forward. It increases your movement speed by five feet just for having heelys on your boots. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> It's rare, so you know they're pretty hard to find. But here in Absalom, this guy sells them. So if you want to increase your movement speed by five, three hundred gold, pop them in your boots, and you're good to go. <laughs> Anyways, that was one that stood out of my mind when I was when I was importing all these items from the Grand Bazaar. <laughs> so I think we're almost at nine o'clock. I think this is probably where we end the shopping montage. I I mean I know. What's going to happen is you are going to go take your friends to visit your parents and stuff, Hal. I don't think we have time to see it all on screen, but we can just assume it happens off screen, right? And so... God, the room's covered in blood. <laughs> <laughs> no, it goes amicably, and your parents are really proud. Like, they, they almost can't believe that you have become mayor of, like, Otari. And, like, honestly, when they find out that you're now mayor, like, they really are now making plans to like quit their job and come move to your town so they can Aww. like be there <laughs> you don't want oh, them to awesome <laughs> nope they can stay here up. and do what <laughs> they need to do yeah they really well they want to move like maybe we'll come visit and then they always like your mom's like where's my grandchildren why don't i have any grandchildren right like <laughs> laura will say he's 18 <laughs> <laughs> i know yeah. right missing your prime years and, and we'll just handle it, like, off screen, any items and stuff. Because when we come back, 
We will be going down. You guys are going to be at the gate of Nimbaloth. You stand before a set of massive double doors carved from black and green stone. An oxidized bronze lock has a keyhole, but no handles to speak of. This is what Belcora called the Gate of Nimbaloth. This is the vision she had as a child, a calling she spoke of, to seek out and find this place and to build the gauntlet on top of it. You find yourself standing here, just as she must have 500 years before. You know, as she did, that your fate, the entire culmination of your life, has led you to this moment. And what happens beyond these gates will define you for the rest of your days. A few days have passed since, since Absalom. You're all standing right outside these gates. There's a moment for you guys to look at each other. Any last minute prep comments, strategies, Anything you might want to say to each other, this is like a good story beat to get that in before you open the gates. I don't know what to say, to be honest. Well, I'd like to say it's been uh, pretty amazing running around here with you guys. Uh, before this, I was just, you know, I didn't want to get dirty. Now I'm running around in the mud with you. Um, I don't want to, you know, swim in the dirty water. And we went into the lake and, you know, it's been a good time. So... You guys don't have to work for me if you want to be mayor. You can work with me to run the city if you want to do that, or you can go off and do whatever you want to do. Um, go back to the desert, go live in the, the forest. Um, but it's uh, these last several weeks, gosh, it feels almost like a year now. It uh, has been a really good time learning more and more about myself, uh, more and more about this place. So I appreciate uh, being, I'm honored to be working beside you all. Okay, let's go. I've, uh, I've been on a lot of jobs, a lot of dangerous missions, yes? Come out of some unscathed, some not quite so much. I've had a lot of colleagues over the years come and go. This one, well, I'm glad to, uh, finally be on a job with family. Oh, that's very right. sweet of you guys. Thank Mukta. Um, I don't know. Since we're all getting sentimental, I think, like what Hal said, I never expected anything coming into this. But one thing that I'm really taking away from it all is that, you know, I was wrong in thinking that it was bad to be different. You guys made me feel that it was special. And that I could actually do something with it. And um, that's such an amazing gift to, to to receive. So I'm going to do my best to make sure that none of you die. And I'm hoping that after we open these gates, all four of us walk out of it after we defeat Belkor. Looking at you, Mukta. We will, for sure. I'll just bathroom. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but yes. Clovis, Clovis hands his hands uh, Nulara. I hand you a uh, a potion of bark skin. Oh, 
Thank you, Clovis. Okay. But I think one of the downs a potion of dark vision. Twenty-four hours. Yeah, Clovis also does the same. I do want to bring up a point of concern, though. In the event that she does one of her things again, where it makes you stupid, I'm very susceptible to it. What happens if, like, let's say I am not able to fully resist that magic of hers? Just kill me. <laughs> Just do it. Do it. <laughs> I I bought all of us when we were uh, in the shops. I bought us all. Which I don't know if it'll help, but I bought us each a antidote and an anti-venom poison uh, and a couple others that I think we can drink before maybe we go down. Do you have that spells prepared, Clovis, to be able to heal Nurala, Nurala if that mm. same thing happens again? Yeah, but I mean... Not... No, but of. I... So, you don't have it prepared, but I saw you added all the spells to your staff. That was really cool, and I thought on there. So, on my, my staff of greater healing now, it's actually in that staff. I have uh, removed disease, restore senses, so restoration, as well as my heals, and stabilize. So, yes, if uh, Nulara needs it, I think keep that on reserve if... Uh... Yep. But, uh, um, Hal, you're able to quicken us at times, right? You're whispering again, Hal, again. I was just uh, reminiscing about the time we spent together. Um, <laughs> and I look at Mukta. And <laughs> I can make you faster. I can make you go faster if you do really well. Um, I can prevent you from dying or being affected by negative energy. Um, I can summon like that uh, O2, O2U, uh, that stinky thing that Nulara poked and uh, amongst the vampiric mists and all that good stuff. You want some of that? Uh, if, just if, if need be, I might ask for a quick boost if it's available. Okay. Ooh, I was thinking too, like, Clovis, I know we always tell you not to do it, but in, <laughs> if all if all things hmm. turn to shit, and and like one of your solutions is to maybe throw a fireball at her, and then Mukta and I are like included in that space. Personally, I wouldn't want to speak to Mukta, but if you do that, just give give us a heads up because we can go away. Oh, well, I mean, I'll Fire take bomb. it if it meant yeah. defeating her. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, I've, uh, I've, uh, you know, you guys keep telling me not to use it. it. I don't even have that prepared. I couldn't even do it if I want to. Even the acid stuff. Oh, I got the acid. That's fine. That's, like, you um... know, that's my, that's my go-to, right? <laughs> like, I couldn't get rid of that. But, uh, yeah, the fireball, I know, uh, it's worked a few times, but that way I don't want to worry about burning you guys up. But in... Let's say, like, hypothetically, you did like before. It's totally fine with me. Because, like, we could duck better okay. now, unlike before. Oh, very good. I'm glad to hear that. How about you, Mukta? You'd like to get burned? <laughs> you know what? You do you, Clovis. I trust you. All right. Thank you. Also, Mukta, <laughs> do you plan on um, attacking her, like, melee? Or would you be trying to hit her from afar? I think in the beginning, I'll probably be going a bit afar, but sh 
she's like a Hal and Clovis here. I mean, mm-hmm. if she can cast spells from afar, I'm probably better, better up close. I think so too. Like my my biggest approach to her is to just stick with her as best as I could. <laughs> Because even if she tries to run away, I could try and do something against that. I did. I did buy an extra ghost touch that I had put on my bow, so I'll use my bow probably until I can get up close and then switch to the rapier. All right. Just let me know if I you like I... want me to move to the side or something, so that you could I... be on the, so I could give you like an advantageous like position. You know, those first few fights, I think uh, all of us were so used to being our own, mm. you know, working on our own and uh, didn't really know what to do, how to feed off each other's strengths. I mean, I almost got died by a little magical wooden bird puppet, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, since then, I think our teamwork become one of our greatest assets. And I think in the moment we'll know what to do. Alright. If not, we can call out to each other, huh? Yeah. This does bring up an interesting point of order I want to clarify since we have uh, done a lot of, like, fast forward montaging going back and forth. First of all, did you guys go back and get the f- the fulcrum uh, the, what's it called? The, the lenses, uh, yes. I have it on me. I was thinking about the fulcrum lattice, the thing that holds the lenses. Yeah, we we we. It's it was in the mausoleum. Remember, we brought it up and we left it there, so we brought it, we took it with us back down. Oh yeah, I w- it wasn't in my sheet. Sorry. Yeah, so I'm at all that to your sheet, Nulara. Now, are you the one carrying it, and do you have all the lenses like slotted, slotted into it? Yes, I think that was what we agreed on. We only have two left. Oh wait, yeah, it's just two. Yeah, just yeah, two. just the two. Because we don't need a third because it's already... You've already injected the energy into her. Are you carrying... Mm. Are you slotting that one in anyways? Or did you just leave it back with the drow? The... The crimson, the crimson? fulcrum one. I mean, just aesthetically, it'd be nice to have all three, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we can put it on because I'll only really be carrying, like, the two bulk from the fulcrum lattice, right? Yep. So... Okay. So the fulcrum lattice... It requires two hands to hold. So you can have it like strapped to your back or something. But when time comes in order to use it, right, you're going to have to someone is going to have to take the fulcrum lattice into two hands in order to channel the energy of the, the lenses to actually do the injecting. Oh, yeah. We have to discuss that. It is a melee spell attack, like a melee touch attack or something like that. Right. You while grasping the lens, you make a melee spell attack. Yeah. So you'll need to be adjacent to Bakora and sort of use the fulcrum lattice and you can channel that energy into her. It's too bulk? It's too bulk, yeah. Alright, give it to me. Yeah? Okay. Okay. Do you want me to tie it around you? Um, Because you'd have to be carrying it with both of your hands. I would. In order to do that, you need to have that magic sort of invested into you as well. I believe. Oh. I guess not. I guess that's not true. I guess you don't have to have the magic invested into you, but you could if you so choose. I don't think. Well, let me let me check. 
It's considered to be in your hand for the purpose of activating their abilities. Yeah. So, so in order to so in order to invest, it's, it's I'm reading like part of the Crimson Lens. It says, in order to do the spell attack, you have to be invested in it, and then you you push that investment from yourself into the target. So that would mean if if you're carrying both the Fulcrum lenses, Mukta, you would need to have both these lenses invested into you. All right. If that's what we're doing, um. Should I become invisible? I think that would be smart, actually. I mean, I know she knows that we have the lenses, but she doesn't know where it is. And Oh, wait, but that wouldn't make the lattice inv- invisible, though. I'd be kidding. If anything I get, it becomes invisible. Oh, yeah? That'd be amazing. I went ahead and added all that to your sheet, Mukta. All right. I ju- because I gave you all my silver and Nulara, I can actually carry it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you have, you're under the effects of the Ochre Fulcrum Lens and the Emerald Fulcrum Lens. So the Ochre Fulcrum Lens doesn't have an option to invest. Right, yeah. It doesn't have the option. I don't know why it's not there, but I added the effect to you anyways. Okay. I think it's just a gl- like a, the, the item itself probably uh, is missing the correct trait, maybe. Yeah, if I add so the trait, resistance to mental damage not implemented. Yeah, it doesn't. Remember, we don't track. Um, yeah. So now you should be able to invest in the ochre one. Yeah. Okay. So the ochre lens gives you ten resistance to mental damage and a plus two save bonus against all emotional effects. Right. You can also use the interact actions on it to cast crushing despair once per day. It gives you like lassitude, like you are, like you are very like detach from the world around you in a way like it's very it's very hard to get excited about anything and then the the emerald lens is the the trickier one here where you now have negative healing and you get that wax layer over you so any sort of positive any sort of healing spell that goes on to you will in fact hurt you the only way to heal you is to cast the harm spell and then that heals you but once per day you can interact with the the lens and get 30 hit points back right so i guess we're going to do this let's go already uh by the way no one healed me (laughs) and so with oh shit with the the fulcrum lattice you get to use the highest bonus on the attack roll from all the lenses you have which is the emerald so you get a plus 20 to your roll when you try to force it into like belcora for instance just good to keep in mind all right okay so that that handles the the point of order and the the bookkeeping I needed to be aware of, so the the plan is Mukta to to be carrying it invisible. and you're invisible. How long is your invisibility? Ochre lens has a plus twenty one. Oh, does it have more? Damn. So the yeah, ochre with the lens modifier of plus twenty one. Then it's then plus twenty one is the highest, so you get a plus twenty one on your roll. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. I thought the emerald lens was the highest, but I guess I was wrong. Does say plus twenty one, right? <laughs> While grasping the lens, make a melee spell attack with a modifier of plus 21. Yeah, yeah. So the Ochre Fulcrum lens is an item 11. The Emerald's only item level 10, so technically it's, yeah. Perfect. So yeah, it's plus 21 is your 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 roll. All right. Um, it la- My invisibility lasts one minute, so I would literally, like, would I be able to... Because uh, I... How could I pull my cloak up 
while holding. Can I have like one hand on the thing and then? For a moment, I, I think you can like release it and do it and put it down or have somebody else pop, like have somebody else do it. Yeah. So right before we run in. Okay. So who has yeah, who has right the ghost key? Are we are we going in right now for Beltora or who? Like, what are we doing right now? Like, what's or we don't really know. We're just gonna go in and see what's up. I mean, I've never been behind this door, Clovis. So mm -hmm. we gotta get this done. Okay. Yeah, but Cora's there or not? Who really cares? All right, that—that's he's being affected by the thing. Move to take a oh, hero okay. point because that was good. <laughs> <laughs> for that role play with lassitude. Yeah, I mean, here's the reality. You don't know what's behind the store. You don't know if Bacor's there or not. So yeah. I'm just trying to figure out whether I should drink these potions now or yep. just probably wait a little bit. What do you think? So. Do you want to drink it now or do you want to wait? I now will. Okay. Like Mukta said, what the hell? Fuck it. Let's go. Okay. I'm with you, Mukta. <sighs> All right. I'll be scouting. <laughs> and then if I... If... What is your uh, exploration activities? Yes, uh, it, I'll be scouting, and then if I if I have any inkling that we're close to where Bokora is, I'll start chugging my bark skin and my cheetah's elixir. Okay. All right. So back to you know what I said like twenty to thirty minutes ago, like <laughs> taking out the skull shape key, and I don't know who has it, but you, somebody has it's Clovis. Okay, Clovis has it. So Clovis, you take out the the the. Uh, yeah, the skull-shaped key, or is it Hal that has it now? Oh, I guess so. Yep. Yeah, sticky finger Hal had, ended up with it. <laughs> Hal, you step. Yeah, had nimble off on it. I had to hand it to him. I'm like, uh, <laughs> that in the book? No. Go you ahead, take, take out the skull-shaped key and insert it into the the kind of bronze oxidized lock. And as you do, the key reunites with the gate, and small whispers begin to fill. Each one of your heads just whispers like, they're here, they're here, they're here. Run, run, run. Stop her. Like different conflicting voices and whispers just flood over you. And as that happens, there's like a large scraping as the two doors begin to open. And the two doors begin to push outwards towards you. And as they open, the sort of whispers flood out of your head. The dark halls beyond let out a cold wind that blows past you, sending chills up your spine. Just inside, you all see a long chamber beyond a hallway. Eight alcoves, four on each side, line the walls, each containing the remnants of a jade-colored statue, each defiled. None have heads left. Most are missing their hands. And a single statue contains just a pair of bare feet. Beyond, at the far end of the hallway, the hallway lies an enormous stone throne constructed from heavy blocks that match the same stone used to make these doors. Sitting motionless on the throne is a large skeleton, easily eight feet tall, dressed with ornate silks and jewels. It sits back in its seat, its jaw opens slightly as its head tilts upward. 
thick moss fills the space inside of his jaw, spilling outward to the outside of the face. That's what you see as the gate opens. Oh, so not Belcora. All right, someone wants to strap this thing onto my back. You know, your invisibility cloak isn't doing you any good if you keep talking. I'm not invisible yet. I wasn't sure if it was Belcora or not. Oh. So, right. um, yeah. If you could help me out with this or whatever. Yeah, sure. But I'm still scouting ahead. Mm-hmm. All right, so Nulara kind of takes point, and you guys... Sounds like you begin walking in towards the hallway. I'll be avoiding. I'll be avoiding notice. Avoiding notice. I'll be investigating, looking for any secret doors or anything I see that catches Perfect. my eye. Any magic in mm-hmm. here now? I'll be detecting magic. Detecting magic. Okay. Um, what's the range on your detect magic these days, Hal? It's still thirty. It's still thirty. It looks like. It doesn't get it's higher more- at higher levels. I can narrow stuff down. So you begin easing, and you don't get any detect magic right off the bat, how? Like, from within 30 feet of you at the start, it's cool. Nulara takes the lead. You guys begin stretching. Um, Clovis, make a secret perception check for me. So slowly but surely, you begin making your way in the hallway. Okay. And as you begin making your way up the, uh, the room, 19 on the dice for a total of 38. And as as you first... So any, if you come across anything, you might have a good shot at finding it. As you step into the chamber, slowly approaching where this figure sits, you begin to notice multiple doors on the far end near the throne, especially like Clovis. You notice not only the two f- on either side of the, the throne, around the corner you begin to see the hint of like another door that seems to double back, almost in the direction you were coming from. Each seems to lead off in different directions. And as you guys approach even closer your, to inspect these doors, your heart actually skips a beat for a moment because the skeleton, despite the fact it's not moving at all, begins to speak. That doesn't care. <laughs> Hello, Clovis. <laughs> nice to finally meet you. I've been waiting a long time. As it speaks... The skeleton's jaws moves with the words, though they don't seem to match up perfectly with the words you're hearing. Whispers fill the air in your mind, and the moss tumbles out of the skeleton's jawline, pulsing as if it's breathing. The skeleton stands up from the throne, up to its full height of eight feet, its hands held outwards, palms down, as if to gesture. For peace. Also, hello everyone who's just raided us. So the skeleton, the skeleton continues. All of you, in fact, Mukta, Alarmony, New Lara. The skeleton's empty eye sockets linger on you, New Lara, for a moment too long. Ah, of course. A psychopomp of, is that Ankora I detect? Her head tilts a bit as if she's sizing you up. And in that sort of tense moment, Nulara, you feel a surge of adrenaline through your body. And you can feel the cold blood pumping through your veins. 
the shadows in the corner of the room begin to well up. And you feel the presence of Encore here with you stronger, within you stronger than you have ever felt before. Careful, Encore speaks in your mind. This is Lady Whisper. She used to serve the Boneyard and Phrasma once upon a time before she chose another path. They say she went mad. No, not mad, Lady Whisper answers, as if she too can hear the voice as clear as you can, Nulara. Just shown the futility of what we were doing. Logic can often be misconstrued as insanity through the eyes of the insane, I find. The expressionless face turns to look over the rest of the group. Anything you guys would like to do in this moment? I mean, this talking skeleton just started speaking to you with whispery things. It's speaking. It's like moss is like bubbling out of its mouth. It's, it's, it's a sight to behold. I say out loud that she used to be a follower of Phrasma. She knows Encora too. I'm going to pop this over to the screen just to show the out. full screen to the audience here. This is Lady's Whisper as she sits on the throne before you. Are you guarding anything? I am. I am the gatekeeper to the gates of Nimbala, to the empty vault. Oh, we have to get in. Skeleton, like, nods its head. It's okay. I will not harm you. I know why you are here. Not to join us as so many before you who have stepped into my halls, no. Besides, only one of you currently has the potential to see the truth. No, you are here for other reasons. You are here to face her, Belcora. Is that right? You should know. You were a follower of Phrasma before. Phrasma... And you, you think she knows what she does? She is the vice that binds mortality. Why serve somebody who enslaves others? Her only responsibility is to, to judge where you should go after you pass. Mortality. I mean, if you're not supposed to be here, why should you be allowed to? Because there is more. My eyes have been opened. There's another better way wouldn't you attribute that to greed too greedy to live gonna let us in I will you see she wants you here unfortunately none are permitted to step foot into the holy grounds without first passing our trials I'm sorry I cannot make an exception the skeleton raises its right arm pointing off towards one of the doors on the eastern wall. But I am more than willing to guide you through them. What do you say, heroes? Do you accept these terms? And then the skeleton like stops moving and just goes completely silent. I look to the rest of the group. Right, is that thing done talking yet? Can we go? Yeah, that's what she's asking. Are you okay? How? Yeah, sure, whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, let's do it. Right. Now the double doors are right behind you. You can just run and go back to the city and not deal with any of this. 
if we die, so here we die. Absalom gets destroyed, Otari gets destroyed, who cares? Uh, is that just me? I'm the, the mayor and my family's in Absalom, so yeah, let's just go. Which way do we, we go? We'll, we'll be dead, so whatever. As you wish. I'll keep your life. I, I think those uh, <laughs> lenses are starting to affect Mukta. They are. That's, what, that's how I felt. But actually, I was more stupid than anything. Mm. Yeah, I've never seen him act like this. Yeah, you were pretty dumb, Lara. I was, I was. I could admit to that. So as so, Lady Whisper then says, "As you wish," and then says, "Clovis, Mukta, Halarmony, Nulara, follow me." And then she beckons with her skeletal arm and moves towards the door that's on the eastern wall. And as she does, she now passes within like thirty feet of you, Hal. And she lights up with magic. This thing is super magical. Uh, you can detect the highest level effect within range, right? You learn the school of magic yep. and pinpoint the source. So sh the highest magic she has is emanating from her eye sockets. And the school of magic would be uh, divination. Hmm. Okay. She raises that same hand towards the door and immediately this heavy stone door swings open as if she willed it to do so. And then she steps beyond the door and begins walking briskly, waiting for you to follow, but not bothering to look back to see if you actually are. So you all make eye contact and I'm assuming you follow because you guys yep. said you would. <laughs> as you as you follow, you enter a chamber where the walls are carved from the same black stone that the rest of the temple seems to be from. Four alcoves sit here. Three contain large stone basins filled with reeds, moss, and other swampy plants spilling out. And how these light up like crazy with uh, divination magic as well. Close the door and run. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the basin in one of the four alcoves seems empty. At the end, beyond these alcoves, is a staircase leading down. Lady Whisper walks down the staircase, down towards the last level of the Abomination Vaults. And as you're moving through here in Clovis, your eyes are peeled. You're looking for any sort of like secret or anything. You actually, because you had a 38 on your perception check, you begin to sense something here. These basins, they're familiar. You've seen basins like these before earlier when you first came in the Abomination Vaults. And they were covered with wisps that were invisible at the time. And with this perception check, you feel the presence. You can't see them, but you get the sense and you can hear the movement, the subtle movements that seems like these, some of these alcoves, these basins of water are not actually empty. And two of these creatures begin to drift and follow Lady Whisper down the stairs. Hey guys, I think there's uh, those wisps are uh, in here with us. Be careful. Alright, I'm still scouting. Yep, and Mukti, you're following too? Why are these wisps following uh, us, Lady? She's uh, She smiles and she says, astute observation... She doesn't stop, right? She continues her her walking, her speed walking down the uh, the staircase. But she tells you they are her eyes. What they see, she sees. 
Belcora, of course. She kind of, the staircase splits evenly. There's like two different paths. She takes the left path and just continues walking down. And as you follow, she comes to another stone door and all these doors just seem to will themselves open as she approaches. Clovis, as you kind of follow in, you you keep following this creature that's invisibly following you guys. You're able to track it as it floats into this room with you guys. And then there's a, another one of these stone basins of water on the north end of the room. And the like this like invisible force kind of like goes over to it and settles into it. And you get the divination magic off that as well, Hal. Mm-hmm. The staircase descends down, splitting in multiple directions. You follow Lady Whisper. She stops in the middle of this large chamber. Torches flicker in sconces within the walls, providing a flickering light that causes her shadows to dance across the multiple walls behind her. The shadows seem to move unnaturally out of the corner of your eye. Though, as you bring them back into focus, they snap back to normalcy. As she reaches the middle of the chamber, for the first time, she turns around to stare at you. Those empty eye sockets piercing back through you. Her left hand raises as she simply points at an unassuming gray door on the wall. Your first challenge awaits. Behind her, you can see two large sets of double doors lead further into the chambers. This trial she's directing you to seems to jut off just to the western end of these chambers. She just points and says, your, your challenge awaits. You all ready? So yeah, Nulara, you stride. So what you've done there, right? You've taken your token, you stri- you've stridden away from the challenge door, past her towards the like large set of double doors. Uh-huh. And she kind of turns and just looks over your, her shoulder at you and kind of watches you go there. I'm bad with directions. <laughs> <laughs> um, as, you, as you do that, you have to pass kind of close to Lady Whisper. It's the closest you've gotten to her at that point. And as you move close to her, you feel your head begins to swirl with all kinds of ominous whispers, whispering your demise, whispering your death, telling you your innermost, deepest, darkest secrets. Can you make a, a will saving throw for me? Yes. This is an emotional effect. I don't know if... I, I know Mukta has a bonus to that right now. I don't know if you do. It's a fear effect, so I don't know if that helps with any of your stuff I either. have a bravery what you get for going okay. to the wrong door now? Oh, a natural one. Oh. No, no, it's an 11 on the dice. Oh. It looked okay. like a one, right? <laughs> yeah. 11 on one. Two ones, actually. Uh, okay, okay. So 29. Um, 29 actually ends up being a fail here. Okay, because of bravery. Yes, what does bravery do? Um, when you roll as a success. Oh, never mind. It doesn't do anything. Yeah, okay. But anytime you gain the frightened condition, it reduces value by one, right? In this case, mm-hmm. failing this for just a moment, the whispers get in your head, you get the frightened two condition, which okay. immediately is reduced to frightened one because of your okay. bravery. I'm brave. So that, like, immediately, you know, you, you step back away from it. You The fear stays in your mind, but, like, a moment later, right, it passes out of you because it reduces itself. And... But I still have, like, the creeps. Yeah, and almost as if knowing, right? Like, Lady Whisperer just just stares at you. Two empty eye sockets. Ugh. Right. We'll go to the right door, then. Okay. <laughs> as you stand before the door, after just a moment, 
it, it swings open on itself. Beyond lies a darkened chamber. Okay, so as you move into this room, you slow, like everyone kind of comes in. It's a darkened chamber. As you slowly move into it, the door slams behind you. The room goes dark. Luckily, you guys have all taken your dark vision potions, so everyone can see perfectly fine. At the eastern end of this room, at the eastern end of this long room, a giant jade statue of a cracked and chipped skeleton stands here, covered in a burial shroud. The skull of this skeleton clenches a bundle of swamp reeds in its teeth. The room around you has several narrow slits carved into it, and stone doors lie on the other side of the room. A single word echoes from within these chambers from an unknown source, and it says one word, kneel. Does it look like it's waiting for a response? <laughs> Clovis snills. Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no sign of, um, of a voice or where it came from. So, Clovis snills. Clovis snills. Are you kneeling in the hallway back by the entrance? <laughs> yeah, I kneel right where I was okay. standing. He said, "Kneel, I kneel." Yeah, so Clovis kneels back in the safety of the entrance way. <laughs> what about everyone else? What is everyone else doing? Well, since I still have the creeps, I I'll kneel. I guess I'll kneel. Okay. I have the heebie-jeebies. Mm-hmm shrugs and kneels yeah there's okay. no there's no magic coming off of any of this hal okay i'll kneel once i see no hard it so you guys all kneel here in the room and almost like you're kneeling and you're all kind of like looking at each other expecting something to happen and that's when something does there's a little shuffle of movement <laughs> as a handful of creatures that seem to have been basically snugly hidden behind a lot of these uh, narrow slits around your room. They are going to do what they were trained to do, and they are going to assault you guys. Damn. So I'm, I'm doing a uh, stealth uh, initiative for these creatures. You guys can all add yourself, and in this case specifically, it's going to be perception based for you guys. I was also scouting, so there's a plus one. There is a plus one thanks to Nulara okay. scouting. You are correct. Okay. How long does the my frightened condition uh, last? It's already gone. It only lasted for like oh. six seconds, and then it passed because you backed away from the source of it. They didn't do great on their initiative. 35. Oh, you can also, I forgot, you have Battle Cry, so mm -hmm. you can actually demoralize and try to try to demoralize something if you want. Easter. All right, make that demoralize. Oh, it says you can demoralize an observe foe. With your 35 perception, you notice the things behind the, the arrow slits start moving. Uh, 31. Sweet. And that's against their will save, right? Will, yeah. All right, that's a success. Oh, sweet. So one of these creatures, the one that was going to go first, uh, becomes frightened <laughs> one against you. You you scared the thing that was trying to startle you. Scared <laughs> the shit out of him. But that does take us into a combat, guys. What? Combat? It's already 9 o'clock. Or 10 o'clock? I know. But combat starts. So Nulara with a yes. fierce battle cry that scares the crap out of <laughs> something that was about to attack you. You, do have, you don't see them yet, but you can hear them moving behind those walls. For my first action, I'm going to seek them. Would I have a, an idea on the general direction, or it's just everywhere? 
if it kind of feels like everywhere. Okay, uh, I'm gonna for my first action, I'm going to step. I mean, stride onto here. Uh huh. A second action, seeking them out. So, it does take one action to stand from Neil. Oh, okay. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> One, Damn two, it. three. And then my third action would be to seek out. Okay. Make that perception check. Uh, that would be 29. Okay. 29 is enough because I did not roll very good on the stealth. So Jeez. you see right back facing against you on the other side of this wall, you see a shadowy specter that looks like it's dressed in like cultist robes with symbols of Nimbaloth all over them. But for okay. sure, they are a spirit. And okay. in its hand, it's holding what looks to be some sort of spectral blow dart gun. Okay, got it. And you see it right in front of you. All right. I can't point it out. I don't have You don't have the action anymore. to point it out, yeah. yeah. That's the end of my turn. All right, Hal. Hal is going to play Inspire Courage. Ah, uh, just for one round. Okay. And then he's going to cast uh, Blur on himself. Very good. Blur it is. Woohoo! You become conceited. <laughs> That's my turn. All right, Mukta. All right, I will spend one action to get up from kneeling. Uh-huh. I will stride, and I will hide. Okay. Make that stealth roll. As you kind of go around the corner and hide, you do see a set of double doors to your north, but also there seems to be a door right behind you that looks like it might lead to where these things are hiding. 29. All right. 29. Not bad. All right. That the bad thing is I have a plus of 21, so. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's true. An eight on the dice, but yeah. Well, still not terrible. I'll tell you a spoiler. You beat their perception. Okay, so first things first. The one in front of you, Nilar. The one you see. Okay. Shoots the blow dart right in your face. This is a ranged attack. Yes, I would like to take an attack. You do have an attack opportunity. Now, it, in this like sort of narrow slit where it is, it has plus four AC because it has greater cover from you. But you okay. can make the attack. What are you striking with? Actually, no. I'm gonna um I'm blo- I'm gonna use a reaction to uh, raise my shield and then a quick shield block. Oh, okay. With yep. a disarming, yeah. Perfect. Okay, so raise your shield to reaction and then. If it hits, you can shield block, right? Is that how that works? Yes, if it hits, I can shield block and then try and disarm it. Perfect. Vile blowgun attack, uh, 24? Uh, misses. All right, bounces harmlessly off your shield. Sweet. All right, on the other side, uh, it's concealed from you, so technically you are flat-footed for this specific attack. This one shoots a vile blowgun guard, <laughs> blow done. <laughs> Oh my god, I can't say it. Blowgun dart. <laughs> Blowgun. 32. Three times. Hit, Nular. Uh, hits. Okay. So you, you do get hit with one of these spectral blow darts. You take okay. 11 negative energy and 16 okay. poison damage. Oh, wow. Okay. And I need you to make a will saving throw. The dart hits you, and it feels like there's some kind of corruption in it that is trying to take you over so i need you to make a will saving throw okay that would be 
Oh, natural, natural 20. 20. You are unaffected and temporarily immune to this effect for one minute. Congratulations. Sweet. This one here pops out of its, oh yeah. So that one does that. And then I guess it's going to attempt to hide with its third action. It's two actions to do that blow dart thing. So with its third action, it's going to use the cover it has to try to hide. Uh, that's only a 22, so I don't think it successfully hides from anyone. This one here is going to do the same thing. The one right in front of you tries to hide. 21 doesn't get <laughs> anything. Uh, this one over here pops out and targets uh, Hal. I'm flat-footed. You are, because it's hidden, so I've added flat-footed. I'm still kneeling, too. F Natural one on the dart. Kneeling, yeah, it goes right over your head where you would have been standing. Nice. Good thing you weren't standing up. Right. Oh, I'm concealed too, by the way. Sorry. Oh, that's true. You are concealed. Well, it didn't hit you with either one. Yeah, I think this one is going to also target you, Hal. So I will roll the concealed. It's DC 5, right? Yep. Okay, so the concealed gets through. Now let's do the attack. Nice. Wah, nope. Wah, wah. Yeah, you know why? Because it's Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. It's Sunday. <laughs> All right, and then the last thing they both try to do is to duck or to hide with their cover. Oh. That one's pretty hidden. And that one got a 29. So these these two that popped out then become more hidden. But that's all their turns. There's only four of them. So Clovis. Okay. So the one in front of Nulara, is that probably the least hidden? Yes. It try it shot Nulara with the blow dart and then tried to hide, but it's pretty pretty obviously there. It does have okay. greater cover so because going... it's through a narrow slit in a wall. All right. So I'm going to stand up. Okay. One action to stand up. And then I'm going to disrupt undead. So DC 31. And that's a fortitude, fortitude save. save. And it does not get a bonus to fortitude save. It's just reflex saves. So, okay. Um, that is an 18. That's a critical failure. Nice. So it's going to take double damage, whatever you roll. Nice. Nice. All right. So 48 points of positive damage to the thing in front of Nulara. Uh, looks like it hurts it a lot. Nice. It does not resist this positive damage at all. Perfect. And that is my turn. Not bad. Uh, Nulara. Okay. Um, I'm going to try and hit him. Okay. This specter right in front of me. He's going to have... He has plus four AC, but you can go ahead and roll your deck. Okay, uh, and he's undead. Okay. He looks like a spirit, a spectral spirit of some sort. So yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, you have that ability. Yeah, go ahead and toggle the undead ability on. He's definitely okay. undead. So that would be a natural one. Well, a natural oh, one is Sunday. going to miss. Okay, trying to oh, hit him wow. again. Uh, you know what? The ho it's a new year and the holidays are over. Maybe you need to change your dice. <laughs> no, <laughs> Merry Chrysler. They have not been good tonight. Merry Chrysler. Oh, that's to all hit. you had to say. <laughs> You haven't said that all night. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 30, uh, 35 to hit. 35 is a hit, but not a crit, thanks to the cover it's getting. Ooh, okay. So that would be a third. Well, hang on a second, Jesus. because there's another. So 25 points of slashing damage and 7 points of positive damage. Okay. And then another extra 1 point of positive because of Spirit Strike. I think Spirit Strike, or the plus 2 is already in there. Oh, it's already in there. Oh, yeah. Sorry. My bad. Yep. Uh, hurts it quite a bit. You see it's near death, but not dead. Okay. And then I am going to... Who's coming next? 
Uh, I'm going to... Mukta, who are you going to hit? <laughs> mm, I'm going to aid Mukta. <laughs> okay. God, get those lenses away from Mukta. God damn it. <laughs> Mukta does not respond as he is hidden away. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. Uh, that brings us to Hal. All right. Hal's going to stand up. He's going to continue to sing Inspire Courage. Okay. One round Inspire Courage for everyone. <clears throat> and cast shield. Okay. That's my turn. Okay. That's only... Oh, yeah, that was all three actions. Yep. Okay, Mukta. Yep. All right. Uh, Mukta will check, open the door at the same time check it for traps, because I'm always checking for traps. Yes, you are. Uh, so it's an interact action to open the door and you're checking for traps. Doesn't look trapped. And the door does not lock. You just it just opens easily. All right. Um, and what was I concealed from this guy before? You were, yeah. But would he be make a stealth make a stealth check, and we'll see how sneakily you were opening the door. Because you were twenty-eight. Yeah, that beats his his perception. So you open the door sneaky enough that he doesn't see you. Uh, second action will be to quick draw my short bow. Okay. And strike. He is definitely flat-footed against you. And I did add a ghost touch rune onto this short. Yes, you did. Nice. That's a 38. Well, that's a critical hit. Ooh, Doesn't have the cover. Ooh, nice. 35. Ooh, a moment. And it gets the... Yep, takes the full damage thanks to the ghost touch rune. Uh, it's, I'll also reduce its... Uh, you know what? I'll make it... I'm really sure it hurting its strength is going to do anything. Uh, I'll give it a negative 10 to its speed. Ooh. Oh, actually, also, it gets immobilized, right? Because you critically hit it? I was going to ask that. Um, <laughs> Normally you couldn't because it's a ghost, but because you have the ghost touch rune, you are ah, pinning it okay. still. So the, the arrow sticks it to the wall, and the ghost touch rune is pinning it there. So, yes, it is immobilized currently. Okay. And then... Um, Third action. Why not? I'll shoot it again. Okay. 23. Uh, that's a hit. Alright. Not a crypt. 15 points of damage. Okay. Does it have the thing where it's automatically flat-footed against you because you crit? Is that what the... Uh, no, that's New Lara, right? Yes. Yes, you're right. That's New Lara. Yeah. Okay. But does immobilize make you flat-footed? It should. I don't know if it does. All right. Is that anything else for Mukta? <laughs> that's all. That's it. Okay. So, uh, first thing, the specter. All right. The one that's right in front of you, Nulara, mm -hmm. steps away. Okay. And then it tries to, with the second action, it tries to hide. Ooh, 36. That's pretty cool. I can't see it. <laughs> oh, he, so he like, disappeared right before it died. The one that's pinned here and immobilized turns its uh, blow dart on you, Mukta. Uh, that's a natural one, so I think that's going to yeah, fail. Yeah, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Mukta just kind of barely turns his head in the blow dart. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Whatever. Yeah, and then I guess with his third action, it tries to escape. Right? Wait, immobilized, immobilized. DC 10, athletics check to pull the missile free. Well, if there's one thing that uh, a specter is good at, it's an athletics check with a minus five. 
So 13 <laughs> minus 5 makes 8, and it cannot get oh, the, no. the arrow free. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, okay. Uh, this guy over here, the one that's that rolled really good on the stealth check, going to shoot at Hal. So first, this guy's going to get through like eight layers of defenses here. So let's try the flat <laughs> check for being concealed. Uh, no. Shoots blur. Shoots no. the wrong Hal. Strides and tries to hide again. Natural yes. one. That's terrible. <laughs> you can hear it. Like Actually, uh, where you are, Clovis, it tries to hide right on the wall on the other side of you, <laughs> it but it falls. runs too far, and its head pokes through the wall for one second, makes <laughs> eye contact with you, and then pulls itself back through the wall. <laughs> and then this one over here... Am I able to see that now? See you where have a sense where he is. Him? He's just on the other side of the wall from you, yeah. Uh, this this one is going to target Nulara, but okay. you are flat-footed against this strike because this one did get a good stealth. So this blow dart strike shoots out at you, Nulara. Uh, 24. Misses. Misses. And it's now visible from this window here right next to you, Hal. Um, and then that's its turn. Clovis. All right, so which one can I see the clearest? I mean, right now, the one you can see the clearest is this one up here pinned to the wall by Mukta. And there's also one, that's probably the only one you can see, but you know there's one hiding right on the other side of the wall from you because it, it came through the wall with this natural one stuff. Okay, so I'm gonna um, cast third level positive attunement. It's so a, it's a touch spell. I am going to cast Reach Spell first, so that's my action, so it's 30 feet. So Meta Magic Reach. I don't think you've ever used this the whole campaign, mm -hmm. so I'm all for it. I haven't. I've been holding it, and I was planning nope. on I should have said that at the beginning, but I jumped it. But yes, so Reach Spell, which gives me 30 feet, and I will cast this. And you're touching the... Also, okay. I can also hold this for one minute, too. Yeah, so. you can sustain it as an action for each turn up to a minute. So it makes yep. a will save, because it's resisting, because it is a... Uh, unwilling participant here that's an 18 which is yes. a critical failure so it takes double damage so it takes damage immediately so that's all right it takes three positive damage Im immediately oh, actually it takes six positive damage immediately i thought it uh and at the end and at the end of every one of your turns why you sustain it it'll take more damage right but it says uh heightened plus three uh it is heightened to three but was well, a third level spell, right? Or is it a first level yeah, spell? Yeah, but it didn't do it. Yep, third. So it, it, it in and of itself is what, a third level spell? So Correct. it would have to be cast at sixth level or higher to get the heightened plus three effect. Oh, fuck. So, okay. but it's, it's 2d8 because it failed, right? So it, it's 1d8, but it doubled, so it took that. And then that's the end of your turn. So it takes it again. It takes another d8 double. So go ahead and roll the damage again. And at the end of every turn, as long as you sustain it, it'll continue taking the damage one action to sustain so it's just yep but the the turn is cast you don't have to sustain it right but like further turns yeah it's one action to deal 2d8 basically so it takes eight more damage from your positive attunement so you connect it to the positive plane and just start siphoning its life across the universe of existence it's a mean way to kill something mm -hmm. i think that was all three actions right yes. all right nulara Okay, is it an action to find this door through the hole on my... You can see left. it, right? You see from standing there that there's a door on the other side. Okay, so perfect. For my first action, I'm going to stride all the way to the door. Okay. 
Um, second action, interact to open the door. The door opens fine, and the sky that was hiding with cover, you now see it's like catty corner to you right there within melee reach. Okay, perfect. Uh, well, my third action... Can I still reach him from here? It's going to have partial cover from attacking around a corner, but you could. Okay, I'll do that then. I'll try and attack him within Chorus Blade. Go for it. My third action. That would be... Uh, 27 to hit. 27 would... You didn't say Mary Chrysler. Oh, you're right. 27 would hit if not for, like, the doorway that kind of gets in your way, and your blade mm -hmm. just kind of clangs against the corner there, and it, like, ducks enough to use the cover to not be hit. Okay, perfect. Oh. Uh, that's the end of my turn. All right. Come on, you gotta remember your magic. Mary right. Chrysler. I'm gonna continue to sing. Okay. And then I'm gonna cast Electric Arc on this guy and this guy. Okay. Uh, luckily it doesn't have any sort of, it doesn't have any sort of like, uh, attack opportunity or anything. So reflex save for, I'll do the one next to you first. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's a natural okay. 20, Ooh. which makes a success into a critical success. So that one avoids all the damage completely, but now let's yep. do the one that's immobilized. I'm sure there's a penalty for being immobilized, no? Well, down. it becomes a success, not a critical success. So it does take half damage. Uh, that's... Eight, it actually resists five of that. Okay. So it takes a total of three damage. That's the end of my turn. All right, Mukta. All right. Um, I wouldn't be able to hide from this guy where I'm at, huh? Not easily, no. No, you could move to like here, hide, and then pop and shoot around the corner because he's pinned there, you know? Yeah, I'll allow it there too. Same difference, right? I'll allow that. Yeah. So I would go here, hide for my second action. Disappeared. It like it looks away nice. for a second, it tries to pull the arrow out and turns back and you're just like gone. Mm-hmm. And then third action I'll it pop it on the corner and shoot. Yeah, go for it. Flat footed for sure. Uh that's a critical critical hit. Woo! Sunday rolls. That's 30 points of damage. Dead. Nice. Like the arrow hits it and it, it, the other one pins it to the wall a second time, but you watch as both arrows are now pinned it, it like dissipates into nothing and the spirit like passes on. That's my turn. I'll, one down. All right. Everyone else pull your weight. <laughs> uh, this one steps away from you, Nulara. Mm -hmm. And then from here, uses its two-action blogue dart gun attack. Okay. Oh, 36. Uh, hits. Luckily, it's not a crit, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. uh, so hits. Wow. So you're going to take the damage. Pretty good rolls. Okay. Mm -hmm. 14 negative, 10 poison. But okay. the, the, the effect that it's trying to put into you... Because you critically succeeded last time, you're immune to yes. it. You don't have to make the save again. Sweet. That's awesome. And that's all three of its actions. It like sees it and it realizes it. You're immune to it now, and it's like looking down at his blow dart gun, and its eyes go wide as it realizes it's put itself in a bad spot. <laughs> uh, Hal, the one right next to you, uh, is going to blow dart you. You're not flat footed. Let's go through all layers of defense. Let's start with the DC five flat check for blur. <laughs> Oh. Barely hits it. Okay. Oh. Then let's make the blow dart gun strike. Dur dirty 20. Not even close. 
And that's all three of his... Oh, no, it's not all three of his actions. So from here, it'll step away from you. And then from here, this one is going to start by trying to stealth. 23. Does that beat your passive perception, Mukta? I don't think so. Uh, no, my... I have a plus 20, so my passive perception should be 30. Yep. So it tries to hide, but you see it there lining up his hidden thing. Technically, it's a 27 because it gets a plus 4 to stealth roll. Still doesn't beat yours. Uh, so you're not flat-footed against you, but this specter blow darts you. 28. Misses. Matrix dodge. All right, that's their turn. Clovis. Okay, um... I guess... The one you, the one you, one down here. Positive guys. attuned is now dead, so that 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 spell is like breaks. You don't have to sustain it anymore. Oh, dead! You can't move it to somebody else's stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Unless the spell says you can, but normally no. Okay. I will um, do disrupt undead. Uh, can I see this guy here? Uh, you can. Yeah. It's not. It didn't have a chance to hide. It's standing out in the open. All right. So go ahead. DC thirty-one. That's a fortitude save. Uh, correct. That's going to be a 20, so that's a critical fail. That's a failure. Critical I think he's failure. dead. Oh, man. That's that will be 40. So, Nulara, you watch as the, the specter you are fighting takes 54 points of positive damage as it explodes in a burst of positive energy and is dead. Two down, two to go. You still have one more action for close. So with that, I will then... What the hell? I'll raise my shield for fun. All right, Nular. Okay. Um, I'm gonna... Step into... Oh, well. Use my first action to stride in as far as I could. Okay. 25. Uh, for my... Do I see him or did he hide? Uh, there's no cover between you and him, so there's no hiding at this point. It's just you oh. and him and he's there for sure. Okay, perfect. I'm going to step forward, if I can, and I'm going to try and hit him. Okay. Of course, babe. Oh, wait. Let me target him first. That would be a 32 to hit. 32 is a hit, but not a crit. Okay. Uh, they would be taking 33 points. Well, hang on a second. 27 slashing, 6 positive. Take the whole thing, because you have the ghost touch rune, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Yep, takes the whole thing. Okay, perfect. 33 points. Uh, that's the end of my turn. Awesome. Hal. All right, Hal will uh, continue to sing. Wah! <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't see where he is. Um, should I go look? Okay. He's right <laughs> here! You can see parts of them from there, yeah. Okay. I will do electric arc. Okay. He does get the plus four to the save. You can see both of them, right? Yeah. Oh, I can't do that. I can only... I'll cast shield. I'm sorry. That was four. Oh, that's right, because you did do the singing. Yep, yep. I singing. Yep. Good call. Sorry. No, good call. Good catch. All right, Mukta. All right, Mukta strides with two actions. Okay. Third action, I'm going to shoot him. Okay. Not flat-footed. Not flat-footed, no. That's all right. That's a 33. Uh, would have been a critical hit if he was flat-footed, but still just a regular hit. 12 points. No problem. 12 points. That's my turn. All right. 
Um, so this one will use two actions to target you, move to the one you just shot, and uh -huh. do the vile blow dart attack at you. Ooh, that's a 36. That hits, not a crit. Hit, not a crit. Okay, so damage. 20 points total between negative and poison. I need to know the negative damage, please. Nine negative. And how many poison? 11. So I take... I get healed for not. I take the damage. From oh my god! You have negative healing right now. From the negative. So. You have Ooh, negative healing. That is amazing. That's right. Okay. Oh, yeah. so I take three points of poison. Oh, two points of poison damage. Two. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just say you take a total of two points of damage from the poison, and it barely like hits you. <laughs> and they hit you, and they expect it to hurt, and it doesn't. And they look down at it, and they're confused. You do need to make a save here, though. A, for a fortitude save. Let me see the fortitude. Let me just double check. Is this a mental effect? Uh, it is. It's an emotional effect. Uh, wait, let me see. I it's, have a plus there. This is an, a mental effect, yeah. So you get a plus. It's a, it's a will-saving throw. So plus two. Plus right? two to this because of the effect. It might already apply that automatically. No, it probably won't apply that automatically. If I put this in chat and you click it, it might. Yep. That's Six. a third. Nice. Just a success. Not a critical success, that's a regular success. So, you become, you, you don't, you just become stupefied, you become stupefied too, actually, on a success. Oh. So everything gets a little fuzzy. Uh, and then, with its third action, and it sees it like running out of space to run, it will float out into the middle of the room, through the wall. Just through the wall like that. All right, and with Nulara, it's going to... It's going to say, you know, forget it, and it's just going to, like, <laughs> step through the wall. Okay. And then it's going to target Hal with its blow dart. I didn't even roll the flat check, but it's a miss, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> didn't even get through one of any of the layers. Um, and that's it. Clovis. Okay. So this one here. Let me tell you. I will uh, disrupt undead. Okay. So just saying, I'm just looking at your sheet because I just checked something, Mukta. Uh, you have contortionist, which allows you to do the quick squeeze, and you're small. You can squeeze through these things if you wanted to. Perfect. Nice. Fortitude save. Hit him. Uh, it's a fail. Didn't you heal one as well? Can't you sustain that? The one that died. No. Uh, he said I could, the one that oh, died. Oh, died. Yeah. All right. It takes 26, 26 points, points of damage. I will raise my shield. All right, new Lara. Okay, annoyed. I would. I can see the specter that's right here, right? Yeah, you should be able to see it. The one that stepped down. Yep, yep. Okay, so for my first action, I'm going to activate my bracelet of dashing, so that nice. will give me 35. And then I'm gonna spend two actions for a sudden charge. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Here we go. So you can activate the bracelet for one action. How dare you! Sudden charge with a huge <laughs> speed boost and just charge the long way around. Because yeah, I'm annoyed. And hit it. And Clovis was like, what the hell is she charging at me? Because I don't know there's something on the other side of that wall. So I like to see her run at me like, oh shit. The hilarity of the situation, take a hero point and make your attack roll. Oh, thank you. Uh, that would be a natural one. Natural I'm one. Use a hero point, got hero point for that point. one. Use I didn't that, say Mary Chrysler. That's why. Come yeah, on. Mary Chrysler. Magic word. Uh, 36 to hit. That's a crit. <laughs> it works. It works. Mary I Chrysler. told you. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, that is uh, 64 points. Oh, Jesus. Dead. Yeah. Oh. Did I pop it? Pop <laughs> it's it, like, dead. Temple? Yep, you killed it. Wait, that's Splashed the end of my it, just, it dissipates into nothing. <laughs> nice. I'm so fast right now, too. That was freaking amazing. <laughs> oh, was like, oh, I didn't even shit. think about oh, that. But sudden charge with like, what's your speed with the bracer increase? Like 40 or uh, something? 35, so 70. Pretty fast. Total. And you're yeah. a big, arr, like a linebacker yeah, coming like, at you. <gasps> <laughs> All right, Hal. All right, uh, Hal will sing. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we'll do a little Yeah, crits arc. in chat. Come on, chat. Give us your new lot of crits. All those people with subs, you can do it now. That's true. Thank you. Richard on. gifted a bunch of subs. Uh, that's a failure. 26 total. So we'll take 26. the full damage. Okay. So 23. It's resistant 5. So it takes 18 points of damage. And it's badly injured. That's my turn. All right, Mukta. You're stupefied too still. Right. Can I hide from this guy if I'm back here? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're behind a wall. You got plus four, four health check too because of the cover. Yeah. Wonder if I could have up. No, I don't see him at all there. So here. Plus four, you said? Yes. Plus four to your stealth check. You get you get to add the cover to your stealth checks if you're behind cover. In this case, greater cover is plus four. You disappear. That's a forty-five. Ooh, forty-five. Sunday, oh. Sunday is Richard's. Sunday, Sunday. Let's end Sunday. this, dude. All right. So Sunday. I assume he's flat-footed. Oh yeah, I think he's like flat-footed like eight times over. That's a thirty-nine. Uh, yeah, that's a critical hit. I think a little bit. You got a critical hit by sixteen, by the way. That's 36 points of damage. I mean, technically, it's still alive, but Mukta, how would you like to do this? <laughs> Mukta, just not really sure, like, thinks about squeezing through that, uh, this little arrow slot, but can't really be bothered. So just takes an arrow quickly. And just right through. After, like, the... It, it's so much force, actually, it pulls the ghost along the way, and it pins him to the wall over here. And that was like the best stealth you probably ever had. Mm-hmm. Well, in that moment, the last of the spirits die. You still have the stupefied condition, but otherwise you guys came out of this fairly mm-hmm. unscathed. And it looks like for now you have survived the first part of the first trial of Nimbaloth. Uh, you kind of piece together like what would happen, apparently. Like it looks like people would be commanded to kneel and these cultists would hit them with poison darts. And that was the test. Can you survive? You guys didn't just survive. You guys fought back. Ooh, Merry Chrysler!